Yeah, you're it, but even it. I'm like, all right, all right, your all right. Crest. Doing nice things back here right now. <laughs> yeah. I drive a Nissan, man. I ain't trying to fucking <laughs> fuck someone else's car yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Well, I would say the podcast has started. What's up? Yeah. What's this up? Is What's it. up? This is it. This is it. This is Dude, it. Dude, I laughed out loud at that. I was listening through. Every once in a while, I listen through our episodes and feel myself. You got to feel yourself. Yeah, 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 no, I feel yeah, like yeah. listening like to a record. To a mix you did. and I'm like, okay, that shit was exactly. Fun. I also do it just in case I say something that somebody else later is going to be like, you said this shit. Sure, on you got to make sure you're not going to get canceled. So like, yeah. Fuck. I, I laughed sure out loud though. I had to pee, which I have to pee at the end of every episode. And <laughs> you were like, oh, okay. This has been a this has been a podcast. I love, it's it. indicative of how pro this is. Yeah. We have our our buddy TZO here with us. Thanks for being here, man. Of course. Yeah, I want to say it's a big deal, not just because you're a big deal. It's a big deal because it takes a lot for me therapeutically to invite someone on here who's cooler than I am. You oh, know what I, I mean? I, so I, I hope you're so. honored. This was like, it really took a lot for me well, to swallow my pride. Your fit is honestly better than what I'm Stop. wearing. Like the Porsche <laughs> hat? <laughs> Damn. Dude, this is, I'll shout them out. This is uh, 10 Virtues. It's a jewelry company. Oh, okay. I actually, I don't know. I don't make money off of it or anything, but I was at a photo shoot once. And the photographer had this exact hat on. And I was like, man, I'm so sorry to can, do this. Can I take your I'm going to literally <laughs> buy that exact hat. And I wouldn't, but I don't oh, okay. know you. So I'm assuming that's cool. That's cool because like, we, oh, we won't worry. run into each exactly. other. Exactly. Right? So I wouldn't right. do that if I, like, I wouldn't buy that. You know what I mean? I'd leave you alone. But yeah, TZO's here. We're happy to have you. Thank man. you for having this me, This will man. be fun. Uh, we uh, we have no plan. We never have a plan. We, you and I, I never have a plan. I don't know what we're doing. TZO knows it. Yeah, we have no idea what we're doing, but this has been fun. This is uh, I uh, I raged super hard last night. Did you? Yeah. Um, Good for you. Jeff Ellis mixed um, oh, Dominic Fike's yeah. live thing for Apple Music or Apple TV yeah. or whatever the fuck it was, and so we um, uh, he asked me to bartend for him because you know the greasy Dude, I, cocktails I thing. Saw that. Uh, so Dude, I came in and we say were. I can mix anything. Yeah. I can mix we, anything. Yeah. We were doing. Uh, tequila shots out of his Grammy for Channel Aura. That's amazing. <laughs> it was so funny. He's literally just bringing it around to everybody. And, uh, you know, it, it is funny because it is, uh, honestly, like anybody at this stage in their career where we are and everything and been around that much stuff, you realize, like, it's luck and 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 uh, random timing and politics that get yeah, Grammys and it's shit very like that. Little, it's, like, it's very little talent to be. I mean, yeah. like, every, at this level, I always tell people, like, between me and other mixers at my level or with producers that are, you know, you got Boy Wonder, you got Vinyls, you have all these producers, like, everyone's talented. Right. What yeah. sets you apart beyond the talent is what then delegates whether someone is bigger than someone else. Literally. Because all of us know how to record Literally. vocals. Yeah. All of us know how yeah. to mix a record. Yep. But it's just about the path you took, the opportunities that you ran into. Right. Totally. And the people that like you, the politics, all of that really has more to do with it than than the actual talent at the end of the day. Right. Dude, so true. I mean, we, and I bring this up all the time with the, the John Batiste thing, because I worked on John Batiste's that's record. That's crazy. Got Did you get seven the Grammy? Grammys. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got seven fucking Grammys, and it's like... And it's like... Up against Doja, up yeah, against and, Lil Nas and X. It, it like, literally, at, at this point, only has maybe 16 million streams on that on the record. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow. it's a good record. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing. I'm not saying anything about it. Sure, yeah, it's not necessarily anyway, indicative of but its quality. But it's just like, like, wh- how? Like, right, what are yeah. we? What are what are our standards for this? And I know uh, Omas Keith. His, he's been uh, working with the the Grammy um, uh, Academy for a while now, trying to get some you know some serious you know uh guidelines for how we're setting this 100%. stuff up and, but it's still it's like it's luck and it's random and it's like and and one album can be the most important thing to music and never get any accolades you sure know? it's, it's yeah. so yeah 100 so we know too and and especially talking about channel orange like we've discussed um, many times jeff and i 
it it didn't take off at first. You sure. know, it didn't start yeah. being right. the most iconic album of a generation. It took two years before anybody was even really yeah. in the common zeitgeist where people yeah. knew it even existed. I remember yeah. telling people that I worked on Channel Orange like in the first year that it was out. And they were like, and they were like never heard of it. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. I'd be That's like, Frank funny. Ocean, they'd be like, Billy Ocean's kid or what? Like, yeah. you know? That happened with Go Crazy with Chris Brown. Like The song came really? out in 2020 and in COVID. And the song came out, let's say, March, February. And it didn't blow up until December. Right. January yeah, of the right. following wow. year. Like, and then that's when it started to take off. And we were like, this song's old. Yeah. You know, and another one is the uh, Under the Influence for Chris Brown. That came out in 2019 and wow. it blew up in 2022. Crazy. Yeah. So Especially with three TikTok years. now and social media the way it can be, like you can get caught two, three, 10, 20 years later. Sure. And yeah. suddenly something, something catches a, a wave and I mean, out of nowhere. Look at that, uh, that Fleetwood Mac song with the Chola that was just riding the skateboard drinking <laughs> yeah. Ocean Spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And yeah. it was like, how, how, how was that a thing? It yeah. was just like, a moment yeah, yeah. that everyone yeah. was drawn to. But the yep. thing to me is I feel like some, sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, you when you get, and this, Let's just go into this. You know when people talk about selling your soul? Yeah. yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, you sold your soul to the devil. And, and so you're imagining like some guy coming to you and being like, if you want to go to With your next part. Yeah. 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 It doesn't yeah. happen like that. What the reality of selling your soul means, and we're going to say it here because I've never said this live, and I've, I've learned this through Listen being <laughs> on the backside, is selling your soul means you give up your privacy. Sure. You give up yeah. the ability to do what you want to do and not the whole world find out about sure. it. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you crash your car and the whole world's like, this guy yeah. crashed his car and fucked up a high, fire hydrant yeah. and he was, yeah. on, he was drunk. You get, the average you person get divorced from Sophie Turner and, and all of a sudden everybody's talking exactly. about Joe Jonas shitting himself on stage. You know, so like, when they <laughs> say you sold your soul, they mean that you've sold the ability, you've gotten rid of the ability to, to own yourself, to yeah. own yourself. And to, yeah. I can right now go outside, crash my car, and it won't yeah. be in the news. Yeah. The next guy does it, of some famous guy, and yeah. he's got cord and all right. this crazy yeah. shit yeah. happening, and everyone's like, this guy is crazy, whatever. Yeah. So that's what I think means selling your soul. Interesting. I recently saw a video of Justin Bieber walking out of a restaurant, yeah. and, and, and they were just, yeah. the phone is here yeah. in his face, and I'm like, that's what selling your soul means. Yeah. So it doesn't uh, mean that there was a devil guy that tried to offer. It's so true. Yeah, I've never heard that synopsis. It's, but it's, it's so I true. really, what I like practically that. that's how it like it's, manifests. It's really funny to me, especially when you talk about Justin Bieber. How I, and I'm so here for this new Justin Bieber era, which is like this. I'm not going to dress up. I'm not going to. Yeah. Dude, have you, you know, seen like, those like, pictures of him and Haley? Haley's, like Haley's walking around in like a red dress, looking like a ten, and yeah. he's like in a hoodie wearing Crocs. You just know? a twelve year old kid who's just about outside of his thing. Dude, he's about to give a substitute teacher hell that's yeah. what he looks like you know what I mean like a junior high that's kind of like when your parents suppress you so much and then you get to a point where you're like I'm gonna fucking go crazy yeah it's kind of like that where people have pushed so hard sure. that he's yeah. just like dude I don't give a fuck anymore one time I was working with um with Josh Goodwin and I remember I don't know if it was Josh or I was with Lewis Hamilton the, the race car driver mm. and Justin came by and he's like yo I rode in an uber <laughs> but like he said it in yeah, such a like, way, so like, like, oh man, you've ever, you ever been in an Uber, man? <laughs> yeah, so he was like, I rode in an That's Uber. Right. And we were kind of like, what was the guy's, like, imagine Can you're you the imagine Uber driver. Sure, yeah, yeah. Hops in. It's like Justin Bieber. Yeah. That shit's so, so funny, man. But hearing someone say that to me in a way where, from my perspective, you would never be like, yo, I got here in an Uber today. Like, yeah. it's, sure. just, it's just such a normal thing for us to yeah, be yeah, able yeah, yeah. to live, do that yeah, and just live, live a normal and not life. Have love grocery shopping. 
That's what Trip I'm saying. Out. I mean, so, I, I definitely have gotten to the point now because of like TikTok and the social media shit where I, I, my girlfriend was making fun of me the other day because I said this out loud and I realized as soon as I said it, how silly it sounded to any normal, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, I can't go to Guitar Center anymore. <laughs> oh, like, that's hilarious. I was like, every time I go to Guitar Center. Yeah. And only yeah. the one. So good. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. But it's like, it is. Every time I go into Guitar Center, like somebody will start talking to me. Oh man, I love your TikTok. I watch your shit all the time. It's so great. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I was, I was telling Tizio before you got here, uh, I was at a, a party the other day and some kid walked up to me and he was like, he was like, hey, so uh, what's your like go-to vocal chain? Like, what do you, and I was like, <laughs> I know. bro, no, Let's I don't. Let's discuss this yeah, now. I'm not doing yeah. this. I'm, I don't do this at parties. I'm not, I don't go out into the world. Yeah. Like, if you hire me to talk about this stuff, then maybe we'll have this conversation. Right, but, right, right. But yeah. I'm not, like, this isn't my life. This isn't what I yeah. do. I don't just walk around waiting for someone to ask me about, like, the distinction of analog recording yeah, person. You know, it's like. Yeah. Well, part yeah, yeah, of it yeah. is we're on this side of the industry, like, I've, since I've been the age of 18, which is when I got with Juicy J, I've only ever worked for artists, like direct. I've never actually worked at a studio, uh, right? Like commercially. So yeah. I've always been, when I was with Juicy, I lived at his house. Wow. Uh, when I, I was like literal I living. I lived at his house, yeah, because I was yeah. so young. I was 19 years yeah, old. Right. By the time, you know, a year had passed, I was like 19. And he was like, you should move in. And then we ended up moving to Memphis together. Um, but I've always been on the inside. So I've always been on the side where you see. Sometimes how fucked up and how, like, you can't even go anywhere sometimes. Right. Like, yeah. I remember in Memphis, yeah. like, he would always make me drive the car because he didn't want, you know, cops seeing that it was him driving right. or whatever. Right. Like, wow. he would always, like, it was just like that. And I under, you start, because you're always there, and I've never been the type of person that, like, gets autographs and takes pictures. Like, when you sure. look at my Instagram, you don't see me doing the pictures with artists. Yeah. Because usually people that I work with are my friends. Like, sure. it's yeah. like we're friends. Like every time right. I see you, I'm yeah, not going to take a picture. And be I like, totally oh, yeah, yeah, you don't that, take pictures with friends. The only the time. time you end up in pictures is when somebody else takes exactly. a picture Which and then you like get see. tagged somewhere and you're like, Oh yeah. shit. All right. Cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. that's good. It's I good have, for business. It's good for people to see that, but it looks like you're reaching and trying and being sure. thirsty when yeah. you're, and you got to think about it. You have to be more careful about looking thirsty and whatever, when you're around someone who deals with thirst, 24-7. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You're going to shut them down. Yeah, with CB, like, you would, it would be like anyone. Hey, I got, yeah. you'd, be, you'd be at the fucking driving and someone would be like, hey, pull over. Yeah. I want to play you a song. No like, way. Bro, you don't even, yeah. you, have no, you have no ability to understand, like, that's not cool to do. Or yeah. someone's having dinner and you come and interrupt them, like, right. or you're filming them from back. It's like, yeah. since I've seen that, I've seen people people that I don't know that are famous in public, and it's yeah. just like, oh, there's so and so. Okay, cool. And just you give just space. Keep going. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. that. That's that guy. Cool. Yeah. And you yep. just keep it moving. I don't want to interrupt his day. I don't want to get an autograph or take a right. picture because yeah. I've been the guy that's been with the person who everyone wants to take a picture right. with. Yeah. And it's fucking annoying. And I, if you're working with people at, at that level of that caliber, do you want to be the person who gets the picture? Or the person who's on the inside, who they that's can trust. what I'm saying. You cannot be both. And yeah. guess what? You that picture doesn't make you money. No, yeah. you're uh -huh. not making it's money. Exactly, it's one yeah. time, it's yeah. one post. I, but then you will not be. You're almost guaranteeing 100%. they're not going to pull you into the circle. 100%. I want to circle back and ask you a question. First of all, you mentioned it not being just talent. We've done like whole episodes on that exact theory. I love that thought. Yeah. Like, the way we put it, or the way I put it, is like you better be good. Everyone's good. Everyone's right. good at yeah. a certain level. The expectation like, is yes. definitely good that you're getting something. It's not good. always, but should be the foundation. It, Everybody it is, good. yeah. So you talked about X Factor. It's politics. It's like making friends. It's I, we've talked a lot about. I think it's often communication, or at least just not being an idiot around being artists. Over communicative, which I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and being on point about everything. Yeah. So know? I'll ask. We'll, I'll circle that to like history. You talked about coming up with Juicy J. Yeah. What? This is like a big 
ominous question, but like what led to the start of your career? Uh, and what do you think, maybe the second part after like just the actual story, Yeah. Uh, what do you think has been the X factor for you? Let's assume you're good. Clearly yeah, you're yeah, good. Okay. You're good. Uh, let's so, even, uh, before we even do that, let's let's start, because you started at 18. So yeah, how, yeah. Did, how did you even get to that? Totally, yeah, the, the first story first. So and I, then that This is a funny story, because yeah, yeah. I started, my dad was very into music. Like, okay, so my parents are from Argentina. And if oh, you know anything about Argentina, everyone there is a massive Freddie Mercury quit. Right. No way. Like you could be walking down the street <laughs> and in English be like, do you know Freddie Mercury? And they'd be like, Freddie Mercury. Oh, I love Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Really? Anyone you ask there. The queen just, huge. this they might went, be a stupid they question. They one time in the 80s. Wow. Yeah. And they're fanatics. Like my yeah. cousins are like, Freddie Mercury, like Freddie Mercury. Just like stamped the culture. It's stamped. Crazy. Right? So my dad was very into Freddie. music. And his, and his parents obviously wouldn't let him do music because he sure. comes from that time. Yeah. So he was always trying to get me and my brother into music. And so at an early age, I was like probably 10 or 11. And I had a friend who, who his dad had like a, a, a rehearsal studio in the garage. Mm. And so I was like, I want to play an instrument. And he's like, okay, I'm going to buy you a bass. And yeah. I was like, all right, cool. So he bought me the bass and I started fucking around and he gave me lessons. I went to take lessons and everything. And that sort of became the thing. Like the mind frame wasn't, be in the music industry for any other reason other than being a band. Right. Yeah. This is 2012. I mean, sorry, 2002, 2001. Wow. Okay. I was 11. Sure. Um, yeah. So I get the bass and I'm starting. Every, everything was like bands back then. Yeah, there was right. R&B. There was Destiny's Child, all that shit. But then there was sure. rock. No, you rock. played an instrument. You, you found a band. A band. You played in So I was yeah. in yeah. multiple bands. And then you I got play, to. play, by the way? I actually don't. I oh, could okay. play. I could pluck a little sure, bit. But sure. I would not like. It's I used to part of the good. Yeah. Yeah. So. um then it got to the point where it was like 2006, 2007. Music is changing. Yeah. I think some of the last rock things that really were popular was like Fall Out Boy and all that right, stuff. Right. And things started to really change because yeah. hip hop started to have the mixtape yeah. yep. thing. So, um, yeah, when the, I got the high formation school, of SoundCloud and like yeah, all these. Well, this like, is before uh, SoundCloud. This uh, is like, this is, this is after, this is during Napster, before right. Spotify, well, okay. and before yeah. iTunes. Yeah. This is. Way back. You then, remember right? LimeWire in there too? LimeWire. Oh, I used to yeah. use it in high school to download yep, music. Yeah. So basically I got to this high school and my parents made me go and I'm glad they did. I went, there was two choices. I'm from Simi Valley. It's like right outside of LA. Sure. So I had two choices. I got, I go to a regular high school that has sports and everything, or I go to this one called San Susana High School. It's a magnet school for music. That's so funny. My girlfriend okay. went there. So she went to no San Susana? Yeah, yeah. Are you well, fucking kidding you know, me? What yeah. year did she graduate? I... I the the community's gonna fucking murder me when I say this, but nineteen ninety nine. No, no, uh, like other way. Two thousand fourteen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I was two thousand eight. So she wasn't too far behind me. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. So I gra So I go to the school. I didn't want to go there because all my friends, all my skater friends, were going to this other high school. Yeah, you want right? to go with that. And my mom worked, and she was a principal, so she knew that if I went to the school, I'd end up being with all these fucking skater guys sure. who didn't do anything. They just smoked cigarettes and weed. Yeah, and skated all day. So they forced me to go to the school. How lame. I know. Okay. Well, now all those guys are fucking gone. Yeah, They're, really. Who okay. knows what I'm not trying about. to mock. Yeah. I'm so I went, to, I went to the school, and in the school, they're like, you need to do a project, a senior project, about what you want to do with your career. And you have to dive in, do a whole project on it. So I went to the music store, and I was friend. There was this music store in, in Simi, and I don't remember what it was called. It was, oh, it was called World Music. It was called World Music, and this guy Mark owned it. And he was one of those, like, Big mouth, talking shit all the time, like money this, money that. So he's kind of an asshole. And I remember buying Pro Tools and I was like, how do I use it? 
What year right. was this? This is like 2003. Okay. So I'm like, how do I use Pro Tools, whatever? I'm trying to imagine then, the version of Pro Tools. Yes. Yeah, no, it was Pro Tools <laughs> MB. It was a red one. It was a, old, it was wow. a very old. Right. Pro Tools yeah. Yeah, yeah, 7, yeah. 6.9. And you still had to yeah. use like an M-Box or some I had an like M-Box. That. I didn't know how to use anything. I didn't even know how to I install Pro Tools. would have been 6s for sure at that time. So basically, Crazy. the school was like, you have to do this project. So I started to ask the guy. I was like, what, can I, what other things exist within besides being in a band? And they're like, well, there's the manager. There's the studio owner. There's the engineer, the mixing engineer, the recording engineer, the mastering engineer. So I told him that I wanted to be a recording engineer. That yeah. was like my thing. Because I knew that I'd do two things. I played bass, and then I would record myself. So yeah. if I wasn't going to play bass, then I'd record. Sure. It's like your other so options. I actually got an internship at a studio called YMA Studios. And the funny part was I was getting coffee and sending out merch things for their, for their artists because they had Sonny who is really Skrillex. Right, right, right. Was right, a yeah. band no from first to last. And wow. they were signed to this company, YMA. Crazy. Right. So Small I knew world. Sonny before he was Skrillex. And fast forward, I ended up working with Skrillex and told him about the story. And he's like, no fucking way. He like stopped. Did he, did he not he stopped the it? session. No, he did. He stopped the oh, session. Wow. He's like, this guy was working That's with you. me when I was yeah. in for first to last. I didn't even know his name was Sonny. When you said it, his I'm name like, wait, is Sonny, Sonny Moore. Moore. Sonny really? Moore. Yeah. Sonny Moore. And, and then there was another girl... Uh, the I'm not gonna write you a love song. I'm not gonna write you. A right. Love song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember her name. Oh man. Uh, I I oh I'll, I'll remember. It's I, that I, old. I, yeah yeah yeah. But so those were the songs that were happening, yeah. and I'm working at this place, and there Barales? was. These, no, Sarah, no, no. Bareilles. Sarah Bareilles. Sarah Bareilles. Sarah Bareilles. Okay. Yeah. So there yeah. was Sarah these credit for calling that. It was yeah. the last name. That was yeah. just the last name. Yeah, you got it. So I started working at this place. I was literally like cleaning shit up. I would oh, go in. Oh, for sure. Like, the guy, the we, recording engineers were yeah. like, they were like rock guys that were starting to like, they were still doing rock, but they were starting to do other stuff because music was changing. Because they had to. Yeah. So these guys that were was the hardcore yeah. rock guys. Like they were making drum sets and they were like preamps on the console. They had a tape machine that they would like run drums through, whatever. And these guys would always like, Torture, not torture me, but like talk shit to me and sure. stuff like that because they knew I didn't know anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I started there. And when I started there, I was still in high school. So yeah. I would literally leave school, go to this internship in Burbank. So it was like a 35 minute drive. Wow. Crazy. From there, Incredible I would go, start though. Yeah, it was crazy. So that's kind of where you start to see where the X factor is. In high school, when everyone's partying and right. hanging out, yeah. I was leaving school at 3 p.m. to drive For to Burbank to be there until to 8 take garbage out and get yeah. coffee and get yeah. coffee and send out merch bundles for sure. from first to last and all these bands. Yeah. And so I did that for, for months and months until wow. I graduated. Yeah. As soon as I graduated, I went to LA Recording School, mm. and that's kind of where that's where the juicy stuff. I don't know. Came up. I'm not from here though, but is that still here? That's still, still here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. LA recording school is like the dream school to go to. There was MI, but MI was more musically yeah. driven. Like right. if you yeah, went there, I know you a lot of guitar drums. players that went exactly. to MI and shit. Okay. So uh, LA recording school is more for like recording arts. I think I know it. Shout out Nova. If that's the school, I got a buddy who I think works there. Really? But, uh, but this is, way, like, this is like, I, I, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go to the school and three and, and to preface it, Facebook is new. Mm-hmm. MySpace is going out. Facebook yeah. is this new thing. Yeah. So I'm on Facebook and there's I meet this lady who's like, I have a studio or I'm building a studio and I need interns, I need engineers, all this shit. So I hit her and I was like, yo, I'd love to come intern at the studio. Yeah. And she was like hella rich. Her name yeah. is Ruth, but yeah. don't kill me. So her <laughs> name Ruth? is Ruth and she was hella rich and she had this studio, this beautiful studio in like a big mansion that she was building and she was spending like two, three hundred thousand dollars Sure. And the funny part is that while it was being built, she would always have these parties every week where she would get chefs to come cook and she would invite artists. 
So she'd invite Three Six Mafia, Juicy J. She'd yep. invite all these artists and musicians, like famous musicians, to come play and jam. Right. It was like a jam night. So I would go to these events, and one of the times, there's this guy named um, Kenneth, and he was one of the musicians that played on Hustle and Flow for Juicy J. Oh, wow. And he's like, yo, man, are you an engineer? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, this guy Jordan I know. He didn't say his name. He's like, this guy Jordan I know, um, he just fired his engineer, and he needs a new engineer. He's like, would you be willing to try it? And I was like, well, I'm new. He's like, yeah, he wants a new guy. He wants like someone that's he can mold. Right? Yeah. So I was like, bet. So I went and did the interview. <clears throat> And I, when I get there, I get to Jordan's house, and he's like, what's up, man? I'm Juice. So I was like, <laughs> and then I start seeing, like, Stay Fly. Because I didn't right. At this I didn't time, come, did you realize? Think about it. No, because no, okay. think about it. I came from rock. My sure. dad. Right. Sure. I played right. in bands. So this guy's massive, but you don't have context so for it So I knew what 36 I knew Stay Fly. Sure. But when I started to see it, and then I saw the Oscar, and yeah. it's like the Oscar, it's fucking the Oscar. So I was yeah. like, holy shit. So this is, like, big break for me. Right. Yeah. So he's like sit down at the computer. He's like, I want to take this loop and I want to make it twice as fast. And I knew how to do that one thing. <laughs> so I time stretched it down from sure. four bars to two and it yep. doubled the pace right. of the loop. And he's like, you're hired 20, 20 no bucks way. an hour. And I was like, holy shit, I'm 18 years old. I'm yeah. already working. That's balling with, hard at 18. And you got to think about it. Juicy J in 08, he's coming off of the Oscar in 06. Right. Yeah. So he's still hot. Yeah. He's riding the wave you know, for He's sure. still riding yeah. the wave. So it's like, I'm with him and... I started working with him and he loved me and obviously it got to the point where I had my limits so I was really bad at a lot of shit. Yeah. And so he would always like cuss me out and and I say this not to say like oh this guy was being mean to me. This is all part of who I am today and how right. I was able sure. to get to where I was. Right. So all this yeah. stuff is the whenever is the I would do shit wrong, he like... would take it off my my fucking check. He'd wow. be like, "Oh, really? you forgot to do this." That's 50 bucks off your check. Wow. Oh, you didn't do this? You didn't send these files? That's 50. Oh, you lost this? Oh, that's your whole check. Wow. Right. Ruthless. So, but that's how I learned because right. you got to think about to it. That's how you fucking you learn. Do. You yeah. start yeah. getting money taken out. You start learning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It stings. It stings, yeah. right. So so that's one thing that I was thinking for. I'm like, although I was 18, 19, 20 years old and thinking like, bro, this guy's fucking so mean to me and like sure. yeah. whatever. Now I turn around and I'm like, fuck, he wasn't doing enough. I would have slapped the shit out of someone if right. they were fucking up my <laughs> shit yeah. and yeah. taking their whole check. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I understand that way of doing it. And I'm glad he was that hard on me because sure. now I'm very hard on myself. And right. that's why I'm able to work at the level I work sure. at is because yeah. I came from that. So Juice was my star. And then we had a falling out and I left. And that's when I started to um, to freelance. I'm like sure. going from juicy to basically streets of LA. Like, right. you want to record <laughs> right. hundred bucks? Yeah. I, mean, like, at the, I shared I, some I, of your yeah yeah. yeah. Parallel, I, I went through yeah. a similar situation where I left Alex a kid. I was working with Alex a kid nonstop. That's crazy. And then whenever I left him, I'd been working with him literally six seven days a week doing uh, you know like. Pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, it wasn't insane, but it was like enough that I couldn't do anything else. Right. And so then whenever I left him, I had nothing. It was just like, it was like, how do you, how did you, you didn't, the rest right? of your work yeah, had dried like, up. All, yeah. Oh, yeah. All and, the and other stuff they moved the, on. And that like, goes you know. into saying like you had talent, right? But it's like, if you don't know anyone, if no one's right. willing to fuck with you or whatever, sure. yeah. that talent matter. is yeah. useless. Yeah. I say that all the time. You know, there's probably some kid right now in Duluth, you know, Minnesota or whatever. That's like, that's. As good as me, 100%. you know, but yeah. he'll Producers. never be anywhere because There's he's better. Yeah, there, you know, yeah, <laughs> for sure. 100%. Yeah, for sure. And they don't yeah. have a chance, but look. From a little, little like Lex Linux laptop, you know yeah. what I mean? This yeah. is not FL music, Studios this hacked. is music business. Right. Yeah. So yeah. when we talk about the business side of shit, 
that's a whole nother level. Yeah. You know, when you want to go yeah. and if you just say, oh, I love music and you just yeah. jam with your homies, you're not interested in money, you're just jamming, you're yeah. wicked at it. You're just wicked right. at everything. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But the music business is a whole different world. Yeah, you yeah. Know things how to are simplified it out. Yeah. on the music end. Things yeah. aren't as jazzy and crazy. Yeah, because it's music that's being made to consume by the masses. Yeah, right. the average Joe can't go into a jazz cafe. Sure. And understand jazz. Yeah. The average person. Yeah. Right. It takes a certain type of person to understand. Yeah. The weird off notes and all that type yeah. of stuff. Right. Yeah, so yeah. the music business, because we're in it for the money, the labels are in for the money. They want to cons- They want the consumers. To, they want to hit as broad of a of, of, a, right. of a net sure. on the consumers, so that's why yeah. music is very simple. That's why you have Ed Sheeran is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's so deep, but it's so simple. Simple. Yeah. Four yeah. chords, fucking no drums sometimes. Like, and the whole yeah. world from and from your indie friend to your mom can understand exactly. it. Exactly, and yeah. that's why a lot of times you'll find that people that are just starting in music in the music business, they're always overcomplicating everything yeah, and right. overproducing and over I, that everything is... because they know, okay, well, this guy must do this because this was what it means to be professional. Yeah. But I've only found that at this level, I'm doing less than I ever have sure. as far as stuff yeah. because you understand that sometimes things need to live the way they are. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I, I, don't... I literally just answered a question the other day. Somebody on my Instagram asked me about you know, uh, about phase and linear phase and all that. So I always get these like stupid ass questions. And, and I told him, I was like, man, I don't know anybody at like a high level that ever thinks about shit like Honestly, that. Like, who's I concerned really, about it? Yeah. yeah. I even like, like an really, answer You put right it now. on, you yeah. listen to it. Is it better or is it worse? And exactly. that's it. And, and I think a lot of times people don't understand that um, uh, taste it plays a huge part huge. in all this thing, more than almost anything else. And it's not just like, oh, I have a high level of taste, but I understand what other people like. 100%. And that's a huge part of being able to be a good mixer at the top level is to be able to be like, look, you know, you may not think that this is cool, but everybody else is 100%. gonna think this is cool. Yeah. So like, just, you know, trust me on this. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's a lot of the stuff. And people aren't, I mean, like, I know Manny is like a, like I've known Manny for a long time. I, when I was working for Alex the Kid, I, I was in a studio at Larrabee with yeah, him. Yeah. And so him and Jason Joshua were there. And it was like, we never, like, we never were standing in the kitchen being, being like, hey man, did you try this new EQ or did yeah, you do yeah. this? We literally <laughs> yeah. would just be like, what'd you do last night, man? You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. we didn't talk about any of this technical stuff. I know that they're smart. I know that they know these things, right. but knowing these things, like this high level of knowledge about doesn't things, make the like, mix better. it doesn't make it better. No. What, the only thing that makes it better is, is the vibe and, and the artist themselves and, the taste, and like, yeah. and the taste of, of you being 100%. able to sit back and be like, look, this is cool. This isn't, you know? And like, honest, so that's it. To be honest, like I'm not very technical as far as like knowing stuff. Like, sure. Yeah, I know that I need to mess with the linear and the natural face stuff when I'm dealing with like kick and low end because right. Cause that's where doing, it matters. Because that's where sure, it matters. Sure, that's where right? you're like, creatively you perceiving it. Yeah. The and the kick. So that's where I've had to do it. But like if you were to ask me like how something works, how like a speaker works, I have no fucking idea. Right. I really don't. Yeah. Like I know that it pushes air, but like scientifically though, yeah. I don't yeah, fucking yeah. know. And I really don't care. Yeah. And the point is you I don't know need what sounds to. good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's all I need to know. Yeah. Like I don't really and like for example, if something breaks in my studio like I'm talking like something goes out of tube. Yeah. I'm not changing that tube. Right. I don't want to fuck my gear. I don't even know how to change a tube. Sure. Yeah. I'll pay yeah. someone to do it right. yeah. and they'll do it right one time. Yeah. Cause that's yeah, yeah. another thing. Like 
For example, a lot of people do like the do-it-yourself shit. I don't have time for that because if I fuck something up, right. yeah. I fuck myself with the time, sure. right? So like, yeah. I might be working on an album and my, my EQ goes out, like a tube goes out or something. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit there and like find, go find a tube that may be the wrong fucking tube right. and try to put it in there and wait. I'm gonna call, hey, can you change this tube? I'm gonna have to deliver this project. Right. Yeah, sure. a guy who d who changes tubes every fucking day. I want yeah. that guy to do it. We were, sure. uh, yeah. time. my yeah, yeah, friend yeah. Jake and I were talking about this, even when it comes to things like changing my oil in my car. I know how to change the oil in my car. It's not right. a hard process. But do you do it? No, fuck no. Right. Because, because that time, anytime I, I think about this all the time in terms, it, it's the economy of time, you yeah. know? Yeah, if yeah. your time, you know, say, say I charge 3K a song to mix, right? 100%. And, and if I take longer to change my oil, than I do You're to eating. mix a song. Then when you I just, just pay a guy 50 lost, bucks to change the yeah, oil. Just yeah. pay somebody to do it. Specialization is 100%. important. You know, it's like, I, and I am kind of a do-it-myself guy. I fix my own stuff all the time, but only if I know that you know how it's, to do yeah, it right. If, if I don't have to, if I don't, the biggest thing is like, I don't, I should not have to learn anything to do this. If right. I know exactly how to do it, then done. that's fine. Yeah. Like, I know how to plug a fucking but cable. But if I have and, to like, even spend 20 minutes researching the thing that I, yeah. I just wasted a whole bunch of time that I could have been making money doing other that's, music and shit. That's so. the same thing. Like I tell people all the time, like I mix four records a day sometimes. Like when wow. it's hip hop, right. it's really easy to mix sure. four. Yeah. Chris Brown records, I could probably do two. Yeah. It depends on how big they are. Um, but if I do four records in a day, right, and we're talking about three, four grand a record, yeah, we're talking about twelve, fifteen thousand dollars a day, right? Yeah. So it's like, I I don't have time. For example, my haircut, right? I could go to a haircut place and sit in the chair and wait and be there for an hour and a half and get back. Maybe an hour and a half or two hours later, I'll get back, right? Because right? I got to drive there, I got to wait, I got to get my haircut, and I got to drive back. So for me, I'm like, that's time I could be mixing. So mm -hmm. what I do is the guy comes in a van. He pulls into my driveway. Oh, yeah. I'm working. I see the van pull up. I get my haircut shirt on because I don't wear regular clothes. And <laughs> I walk out. He cuts my hair quickly. Yeah. I get back inside and I'm back to work. I'm taking yeah. calls while I'm in there. He lets me smoke in the van too. Right. So yeah. it's like I pay extra for that service, but it allows me to save maybe it's an hour's yeah. of the time yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and dealing with parking the car and, and doing yeah. this. And then when I'm on the phone talking about things that are sensitive and yeah. there's five people in the barbershop. I'm just right, in there with right. by myself with the barber so yeah. I can talk freely or whatever. Yeah. So all those things are things that I realize and I'm like, that's wait. It's really wasting money to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like it's wasting my time. Cause I started to allocate like how much my time is worth. Right. Yeah. If I have nothing to do, that's one thing. Yeah. Right. But when I have shit to do, I yeah, just when you pay got people yep. to do what I need them to do. I need my house cleaned here. I'm not yeah. going to fucking clean right. the house. Not that I can't. I could definitely clean it, but it would sure. take me two, three hours. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I don't have two or three hours to give to cleaning a house. I'd rather give someone a hundred bucks yeah. and mix a whole record in those two to three hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, there's definitely, sense. yeah, there's definitely a way to look at this whenever you're at a certain level. And, and I think it's like, this isn't just for us, like mixing records or, or working on music. It's like anytime you find somebody who is, uh, highly skilled at a craft and yeah. at an, a, an A level like yeah, status, yeah. they don't waste time doing you those can. types. You can't. It's it's it it literally like even for me like I, I talk to my girlfriend about this a lot where it's like I I can't even argue with you because if I get into an argument with you right. I, I'm not going to be in the zone to 1, do work. Thousand. I'm and on I, the same page. I can't do like that. Like if me you and know? you aren't chill. Then like it makes it more difficult for me to focus because right. I'm thinking about thinking about some, so, some having an imaginary were, fight in my head with my girlfriend. You know, it's like I can't do that. Even just the other day, I had this situation where um, uh, 
uh, it was really stupid. My, my um, uh, landlord like changed the code for my gate and I was just pressed about it. Like, cause it took me like a time to like to sort out it. the yeah, shit yeah. and yeah, trying to, yeah, yeah. and I had to like go out and reprogram the thing. And I started, and like, I came back in and it took me like a good hour after that to get back like where I wasn't to shake it off yeah, about yeah. that. And I was like, man, this guy doesn't even know how much he just cost me in terms 100%. of what I can get accomplished today. To be because honest, of that. a lot of it is vibe. Like for example, like I don't, I hate studios that don't have windows. Yeah. I need light and I need aesthetic. So like right. if you were to see my house, everything in there is like, you never would go into my kitchen and see stuff out. Like if, if anyone came to my house, even if I go to my house, like right now, there's nothing on the counters. There's nothing anywhere. The whole house is like a museum. Right. Right. At all times, because I have clients come over and stuff. I'll, I'll sure. leave my mail out and right. shit like that. Yeah. So everything's always clean, super clean. My studio aesthetically is simple and clean. I have to be in that space to feel good. Yeah. If I don't feel good, I can't really, it's going to be right. difficult for me to make. Sure. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. For the record, I'm the exact opposite. Not in the clean, well, my studio is always clean, but uh, I, I can't stand having light. I need to be in darkness all really? the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the complete I, uh, opposite. I need to be but in darkness I've all the time. I've been in darkness for so long though. Yeah. yeah. Like, for, for 13 years, Chris Brown's studio is super dark. There's no yeah. windows. I've just been in the dark with LEDs. Right. Right? So now, and, and I've always worked at night. So it was like, I wouldn't go to work until 6, 7 o'clock at right. night. I would yeah. be all day doing my thing, especially at the end of recording Chris. I was mixing. I'd mix first class. I'd mix industry baby, yeah. all while being Chris's recording engineer. Yeah. So I'd mix by day, record at night. Right. Yeah. And that became very difficult to do because I wouldn't know what time I was going to come back the next day, which meant that I wouldn't know when I could start the mix when right. I get up. Sure. Yeah. So that as soon as I got was done with Chris, I flipped my whole schedule and I started getting up at 530 and I start mixing at 530 in the morning. Damn. So now I'm mixing. No one's bothering me because no yeah. one's up at that time. Right. Yeah. And so I get like at least a whole song done before anyone's even calling me. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. but I started to think about it like this too. There's certain times of the day that have more value or more things to do than other times of the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I start to look at it like, okay, Yes, I love mixing, but I also would like to do other shit too, right? Yeah. So I was like, how can I use time that is not important, valuable time, AKA from 5.30 in the morning to 8.30 in the morning when no one's up, right. no one's doing anything. So that's the perfect time to allocate to mixing because that gives me three more hours during a more important part of the day. Two, to do something. five, yeah. six in the afternoon right. when I may want to go to dinner or something like that. Yeah. So I started to realize if I'm able to put things in places that the time is less valuable, yeah. but I put a very valuable piece of thing on there, sure. it's almost more valuable. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's time that I'm not using anyways. Yeah. yeah. You know, for anything. Because if I, I get up at 5.30 in the morning and I'm not mixing, I'm sitting there. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't talk to anyone. I can't go anywhere. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the perfect time to mix. Dude, I'm so, up early, but only because kids are slapping me in the face. 100. 5.30 is commitment. I'm going to be up at 5.30 slapping them in the face. Get your ass up. We're going to work, baby. I am, I am never a morning person unless I was still up. You know? No, like, my, my wife's not Yeah, a you're a still up kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll be up. Like This morning, I got a text at like 6.30 from Jake Reed. And, yeah. and um, he's up because he's got like a, a one-year-old or whatever. Yeah. And, and he's texting me and he's like, I was like, oh, no, man. I just, I had to wake up because I was dehydrated because I was drunk as shit when I went to sleep. <laughs> so I'm yeah. only awake because I needed water this yeah. morning. Yeah. But... I, I definitely feel you on that. There's certainly, you know, for me, it's like I know that um, I know that mixing f happens best for me between like five and ten p.m. Like oh, that's really? my that's my sunset hours. Like everything's just perfect those times. And so if 
if I get a phone call at five o'clock from somebody wanting to talk about something, I'm like, nope, I can't, I can't have a conversation with you. Yeah, it's like, I'm not, if, even if it takes me 10 minutes to talk to you, it it sets my my schedule off. I get it. And everyone's different. Like all of us want different things. Like even with Baines, he's like more like you. Like he, his room is really dark. He likes to be in that, in that studio. Right. He gets up a little later. He starts mixing at like one or 2 PM. Yeah. Like he's just different. But like for me, I want to be free by one or 2 PM. Yeah. 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 I want to have mixed two records. I don't have files for the other ones that are coming tomorrow. So now from one to whenever I'm doing whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I started to do is I started to really figure out how can I give myself my time? Cause when you're recording, like when I was working for Chris and juicy and all these people, their life was my life. Right. Yeah. So if they yeah, were you live on their schedule, if he's you eating, I should do. eat too yeah. because I'm That's not going to be able to eat, eat after. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So my life was always someone else's life. And yeah. that was something that I needed to change yeah. when I got out of it because it's not sustainable. Yeah. yeah. Because you start to have resentment. Like, fuck, you know, I'm living your life, but you're the millionaire and right. I'm not. So right. it's sure. like, so you start to have resentment because. For, not for the person, but just for the situation. Like, right, sure. You know what I mean? But you're you're making money, a lot of money, and you're starting to think like, okay, well, I'm getting money, so it's fine. But then you get to the point where money doesn't matter anymore for yeah. that. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I don't care. I'd rather not make as much money and not have to give my life to someone sure. else. Right. Yeah. And that is not anything against one specific artist. It just goes for the craft of engineering, being sure. a recording engineer. It's just what happens when you work personally for people. Yeah. And sometimes I have to be careful because my assistant now... I try to make sure that he has his time because I don't want him to feel resentment. Because you know what that feels like. Because I know yeah. exactly what it feels like. Yeah. And then also when they send me the invoices, guess what? The invoice comes in, I email approved, and they get the wire the next day. Right. Because yeah. why? I've always been fucked on money. Yeah. And I never want to be the person to make someone that's, else feel it, that way. Sure. That's like yeah. what you were saying before about the things that like the, these shaping Genesis moments where you like something that happens. You know, it's like if your parents hate you when you were a kid and you're like, I'm never going to hit my exactly. kid type stuff. Yeah. 100%. And I definitely go through... I will say, though, there is a certain thing, um, I, and I just had this happen the other day where um, one of my old assistants who now works over at Interscope uh, was at a party, the same party where the nerd kid asked me about microphones, uh, he, um, and he was like, man, I can't tell you enough how much like, I owe you my career, and I was like, ah, you did. he's like, no, dude, he's like, I came into this industry thinking it was going to be a way, and you were right away like, no, you don't know shit, right. you don't know anything about just Pro Tools, him. And, yeah. and he's like, and you were so hard on me, you were constantly like demanding me to be good, 100%. and and I had never had anybody do that before. Everybody before that had always just been like, yeah, you're as good as you are. And then like, you know, I'll, but, but I was yeah, like, no. no, you're better and you need but, to be better. And I always hold my assistants and like my interns and stuff like that to a really, really high level because I know that, that if I don't, then they won't make it. They you won't. Know? They yeah. won't. 100%. Because they, thank you later. They need to know immediately, like, this game is extremely 100%. demanding. It's like, almost more, because you got to think about it, too. The reason why I think it's so much more demanding than, let's say, the average thing is because there's a disbalance. Within our shit, you get to this, you wear whatever you want, you get to the studio, you order food, you eat. Like, we live more freely, right? But because we live more freely, we almost have to be more aggressive with sure. the discipline. Dude, yeah, we've talked yeah. about so it. So my, yeah. my assistant, I'm very hard on him. Like anytime he does something, I'll say, why are you doing that? You're not right. doing it. Why are you using that? Why are you going up to the file and hitting? Right. Why this? don't you why know, don't the, you key know the key code? <laughs> so why don't, yeah. I'm very hard on him and I tell him, I'm like, I want you to, the reason why I'm like this is because you need to understand. And if yeah. I just say, hey man, 
uh, yeah, just do things, you know, however you know how to do it, it's fine. Yeah. Then you'll never learn. Like, yeah. If I'm, because I'm going to have to get rid of you at some point. Yeah. If I because because you're not yeah. doing because it. Because you're yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. it right. Yeah. So yeah. And I'm, you're taking too long and you're wasting my 100%. time, which now becomes, I definitely, so I, I came up through a studio and I had all the old heads, you know, from like the eighties and nineties who were like, you know, uh, like that culture, like the studio culture from the 80s and 90s was very much, well, and I'd say anything before the 2000s really, yeah. was very much like the, if you're at the lower level, you're my bitch, you do what I say, you right. move when I move, you do what I do, you know, like. Yeah, there's a lot of hierarchy. Which is why and, you gotta think about it, Juicy J is from the 90s. Right, So sure. the upcoming that he gave you were me a dog, was yeah. all he knew right. yeah. was the right. 90s. Yeah. And, that's, and that's exactly the, the situation that I came up through where people were always there. Now, if I have an assistant, and I'm not hard on them. I'm denying them 100%. what I had that made me great. Sure. You know, they shouldn't like, even question if you fuck with them because if you didn't, they wouldn't be They wouldn't there. be there. They yeah. wouldn't be there. I just had a conversation with one of my old assistants the other day about that exact same thing where I was like, man, I, you know, like, he's like, well, what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? And I was like, bro, you're here. Every yeah. time I ask you, that's your strength. That's your strength, yeah. That's your strength is you do the things, you show up when I ask you to, you come in and you like, as like, if I didn't think you had the ability to be great or be right. even, you know, good, you know, I wouldn't, you wouldn't even be here. You wouldn't even be here. You wouldn't even be yeah. here. You wouldn't be in the conversation. I would have somebody else come and help me because 100%. there is no shortage. Every school in, in the country is dropping off a hundred kids every couple of weeks, you 100%. know, pumping them out into the world. And then that's just the tech schools. You have every college in the country offers an yeah. audio recording program now, you know. The thing it's is, they like, don't under, the, those kids get an education, but the, the best education is, is, the street knowledge or the, yeah. the street yeah, music Yeah, just being knowledge. pushed like, into the deep ends, forced yeah, to swim. Yeah, being pushed yeah. and really being in the room. Like, to be honest, they're in the, in, I can't say this for every type of work, but for recording and for mixing, there is very little school can teach you. Yeah. Most yeah. of it is learned in the real world. Yeah. yeah. That's just how it is. As a lawyer, most of it is learned in the books and at Harvard and whatever. Right. And then, sure. And then yep. you have the experience that ties everything together. Yeah. But with music, no, it's, it's really opposite. experiential. Yeah. You yeah. have a little bit of knowledge. It's like, this is an EQ. This is a compressor. Okay, now go out there and figure this the fuck out. Right? Sure. I, yeah. So school I doesn't definitely, teach too much. I definitely have said before that, um, you know, like when I got out of school, I was a straight A student. I had a 4.0. I never missed a day of class. I busted my ass to be like what the school thought was at good. At a regular school, high yeah. school. Yeah. At, no, I'm talking uh, at a tech school, yeah, for engineering. Okay, yeah. I was a straight A's. I, I mean, everybody Me too, there yeah. was I had the constantly little, like. What are they called? The little um, where you get like the special tassels. For being like a Jeep 4.0. Oh, like the summa cum laude. Yeah, yeah, I had that shit for the engineering. They, um, they, yeah, and I was like, and I was, I, I mean, I worked my ass off. I did all the Pro Tools stuff you could do. And then I came here as my first job. Yeah. And I realized day one. You didn't know anything. I didn't know shit. You didn't know shit. You know, because it was nothing like, that yeah. they had taught you was stuff that you can just like put directly in applicable. Right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, cut the, yeah, they always say cut the vocals at 80 and then you're getting into a room and it's like, do I cut the vocals at 80 or do I just do what is necessary right. for the session? Yeah. It's you know? so it's a totally yeah. different world. Situation. So you, yeah. you have to take the knowledge, but then use your own thoughts to figure out how to yeah. do it. Yeah, work. definitely. My assistant also always asks me, he's like, he'll see like Ellie Reed calls me and he'll see yeah. like Chris calls me and all these people that he knows about, like higher up, like Ron Perry over at Columbia will call yeah, me right. like, like, how do you know all these people? 
how do you how do they just call you and I'm like this is years and years and years of working Forever. and meeting yeah. and people talking about you and it's right. years of shit yeah. it's not just like one day these people start to call yeah. you sorry can we pause for two yeah, seconds yeah yeah sure go ahead go for it yeah like yeah yeah yo I'm in a thing right now what's up yeah I'm in an interview thing what's up yeah, I can come. I can come. Feeling? I'm gonna be here for like another Great. hour, and then Feel I'll good. be there. Yeah, man, yeah. I'm superhuman. You know, yeah. like you've said, I just like. Yeah, are you, I, are I you literally was I so know, drunk last night. Do you want, do you want to do two after? This is staying I, like, in, by the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking the same thing. No, I, I was call, so drunk last Matt, night. I, I, um, I, I smoked a cigarette, and then after I smoked a cigarette, I always get drunker after I smoke a cigarette, and then I was like, oh shit, I can't drive, and then so I literally laid down on the couch here yeah. for like 45 minutes and really? then I was like okay actually you know I'm fine like everything's yeah. cool and I, I got up and I went and I, I, I got food yeah. you know and then I went home and I got home and I told my girlfriend I think this is so funny to me because like it's like a square is a rectangle, rectangle is not a square situation. Yeah. If, if I took my pants off as soon as I walked in the door I was probably drunk, but you know, it's like, yeah. but if my pants are downstairs, it's not a guarantee that I was drunk, but yeah. it's probable that I was yeah. pretty drunk. And uh, this morning I woke up and I was like, where the fuck are my pants? And she's like, you took them off as soon as you walked in the door last night. I was like, oh, okay. done. Yeah, oh, I, was, I was trash. You know what's yeah. crazy is I don't yeah. drink alcohol and I never have. And I think part of it is by the time I was even old enough to drink alcohol, I had already been in the business for three years. Right. Yeah. I was, you have to not ever be fucked up when you're the recording engineer holding the drives. Me and Juicy were always. Or you gotta be able everyone. to do it and not get fucked up like yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't like <laughs> Juicy would. I would. I would smoke. He one time like I fucked some shit up. He's like you can't smoke anymore. So then I stopped smoking around him. Obviously. Yeah. And so, but I was never able to drink, and to this day I still don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Um, it's just a weird thing, and I and, and I just couldn't. I, I couldn't drive. I couldn't record. I, you know, like it's one of those things. For a very very long time, I always would say to people like they, you know, when when alcohol came up in the studio i'd be like not now like i can't hear well whenever i'm exactly. drinking yeah. so i don't do it now though i you know it's like that fight how you train or whatever the shit is but uh train how you fight yeah so uh i i I, it I, now I can just do it and Kinda it like it's like I, I just know and, and work. yeah yeah, yeah definitely and, and like different and I I mean and I've always I've I've literally never done a session that I wasn't at least a little bit high like you know high like, or, buzz, or buzz on alcohol high okay yeah, yeah. High. I because I smoke every yeah day. I really yeah. need to relax because when you especially like probably for like a year working into Chris I worked with Chris for six years first year I would be sitting in the studio like at Paramount. And I would just be wait, like literally sitting like this, and yeah. I'd be drying my hands off because it was so wow. fucking sweaty. Yeah. And and when you'd walk in, my heart would start palpitating. Is this like, just pause? Is this just the tension of the it's the, the tension vibe, of the job of the, of the, the job of and it? like okay, so you got to think about it. Like, you go from recording with a bunch of random people. I mean, I'd worked with like Fergie by this time. I'd worked with Buster Rhymes for a while. I'd sure. been working. Was all like, that freelance? Just but, like bopping around, just though? bopping around sure. places. But to be the engineer to an artist that is at a level that you've never really been at that level. Like I didn't right. have any plaques before yeah. Chris. Yeah. So, or I had one from some random artist. But so when I got with Chris, I remember like bouncing the songs at the end of the night and going home and my girl at the time when she was my girlfriend, uh, now she's my wife. She would, I'd play her the songs and I'd be like, that's Chris's voice, like yeah. over the shit. A song that no one's heard. Yeah, just and I did that. And and no, he doesn't even have the bounce. I'm about to bounce it right now. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So it was like 
that to me and so i was always so nervous around sure. everything Just because i didn't space. know i didn't want to do something wrong right yeah. i didn't want to do something wrong and and put myself at risk yeah. of getting fired. And then, cause before I had gotten with him, he had gone through like a bunch of engineers that were trying to replace Brian Springer. Oh wow. And the person who told Brian Springer that he should try me was Josh Goodwin, Bieber's engineer. Right, right. And to this day, I still tell Josh, I'm like, it's because of you that I am where I am today. Incredible. It's like, yeah. if he never told Brian, I would have never met Chris. Yeah. And I would just be some random engineer now. Yeah. yeah. Who knows where? Again, yeah, right? connections, you know, it's like. It's a connections. And, and uh, Josh, Josh knew what I was doing. I was working with an artist where every word had to be. So he'd record like, if, it was, geez, if the line was like, yeah. the elephant went away, it would be like, the elephant, the elephant. He recorded the whole thing like over and over. And I'd grab the. Right. Ella. Wow. So we were like, I got really good, like. Um, Pro Tools, like, I'm just ripping. Like, sure. Recording engineer, I would say I was probably at least top 10 in the world as wow. far as quickness. Because, yeah. like, people would come in. Fucking, I had P. Diddy and um, DJ Khaled watch me and Chris record, and both of them stopped the session. They made Chris come out of the booth. Wow. And they were like, I've never seen two people record this Like, way. your guys' yeah. flow. We didn't talk. Yeah, yeah. Like, we didn't need to because yeah. I knew every time he got to the end of the line, I knew by how... He presented himself, if that's sure. a way of saying it, if whether just he liked it, it or not. Or, not. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, he would I. say, like, he would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew that that was him, like, kind of prepping to do it again. Yeah. Right. So we started to just record without talking or, like, if I, and my, he, my back was towards him because he was in a booth behind me. Yeah. So, like, if I was, if I was telling him that I wanted him to do it over, meaning, yeah. like, he didn't say anything, but I know he needs to do it over. I would go like this over my head. Sure. Right. Or I'd be like, I'd be like next line. I'd just go yeah. like that or something like that. Yeah. And he would know what to do. So he'd always be looking at to see if I'm giving him a sign. Yeah. But they would just like not understand how yeah. fast we yeah. would record. They just would be in disbelief. And we're talking about someone like P. Diddy, who's seen everyone in the world fucking record, right. worked with yeah. the best engineers at the time. Like he was losing his mind. Wow. So when I say, so then, so yeah, so. I, that was like a tangent that I just no, but that was sense. like how me and Chris worked, and we got so fucking good. At, it's a unique thing when you work with one artist for yeah, such a long period of time. It, now it's to the point where like I'll send a mix, and he'll just be like, "Oh, can you turn this ad lib up?" And that's like the end of the mix. Sure, yeah, right? you guys it's are like never like, all the way this in is on wrong it. or whatever. This is fucked yeah. up. What the fuck? Like he just like I just know exactly how he wants. Yeah, everything right. to sound. are you still are you still tracking him? No, I don't track. Okay. I stopped tracking so him you, last year. Okay. Uh, I put someone you, in place. Speaking of career and context, yeah. we talked a lot about the, like our lives. We've all got kind of different approaches, like day to day. But would you say the vast majority or all of what you're doing right now is like remote mixing? It's yeah, all you solo at, my house, at your house. Do I you do mix. any tracking? No. Okay. Was that a decisive like career yes. move to like and, cut and it the off? The reason why? Okay, I love tracking because sure. it's honestly like a drug. Yeah. So when you're recording and everything is perfect, meaning you're not dealing with someone who records in an awkward way that kind of puts you in an uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. When I'm recording the way I like to record, which is line by line punching. Sure. I get this adrenaline rush, almost like as Interesting. if I'm on drugs. I like do not, but that's good to know. <laughs> so, but the thing is, what I disliked about it is that what comes with being someone's recording engineer is what we were talking about earlier. Right, you live the time their life. Spend, I literally couldn't I do it. Go In this home. phase of my life, I couldn't now do it. Now they're going to write a verse, and they take 40 minutes to write a verse, and I'm sitting there looping Just the song. Sitting and I'm sitting there. There. Sure, yeah. So those are the things that I dislike. Yeah. Now, if someone comes to me and says, here's a laptop, record one verse right now. Here we go. Sure. I would do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. I love the thrill of doing it. Like as I'm recording, you just you like stop and hit record. As it's recording over the take, you cut it up, you drag it up right. before it even gets to the playback, and it's yeah. already playing back. Like, yeah. yeah, that shit was like coke to me. Yeah, yeah. so I can hear it on you. Yeah. Like I would literally just get <laughs> yeah. so fucking, and I would be in a rhythm to the point where like all the quick keys were having were happening on time with the beat. 
crazy. So it was like, da, ba, da, 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 da. like it was just yeah. like yeah. on fire, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, smoking. Like I'd be hitting the fuck out of the pen, the nicotine. I'd be smoking yeah. cigarettes, like because yeah. you know, like when you drink or you do drugs or something, like you, cigarettes, like kind of. Right. So I'd be puffing on cigarettes like crazy. Wow. Like it was like a drug to me to record, yeah. but then it got to the point where it was like recording is never going to be the way that I want it to be because I'm always going to have to be on someone else's time because yeah. they're the ones paying me and it's their sure. fucking song and it's yeah, their right. session. So and it's I'll hour never by be hour, in that like position we, yeah. unless I start recording myself. Sure. Right? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it got to the point where I just didn't want to record anymore even though I liked the physical recording aspect yeah. of it. Sure. Like I, when did you uh, did you make a decisive jump then to say, yeah, like, right, so I'm going to cut I, this off, this Chris. Is, we got to be done and I just want to mix. Yeah, so I basically... I knew that I wasn't going to be able to just jump ship. You can't, yeah. you can't do that because I've well, already you don't been, want to let such a good look, thing go. I've already been in the position where I needed to transition and I've learned from the past that you kind of need to have something else going. Right. Sure. So I mixed Chris Brown's album for the first time. It was not heartbreak on a full moon. It was the next one Indigo. So that was my first mix. Yeah. Like, so before that, prior to that, you were just tracking. I was just tracking. Obviously I had mixed stuff, but it wasn't like, yes. this is a mix on a big artist and it's yeah. whatever. So I did the mix and Boom, cool on the whole album. There was a song with Gunna. And when Gunna heard the mix, he's like, I want that guy to mix my album. So he that hit Chris's sick. manager, and that's when I mixed Wanna for yeah. Gunna. So everything turned into like one thing happens and something happens off of that. And sure. it's like that. So boom. So I mix Gunna, I mix Wanna, then then I then I mix Polo G, then I mix Industry Baby. Boom. Now I have a number one record. I'm still recording for Chris. Jeez. And he didn't even know at the time that I'm fucking right. mixed in the yeah. biggest song yeah, yeah. in the world. So I mixed Industry Baby. A couple months later, I mixed First Class. I mixed on Jack's album. And boom, boom, boom. So now I've got two number one records. And this is like February of last year. And I'm like, after this Chris Brown album, Breezy, I'm, I'm done recording. Because if I'm going to continue to go crazy off mixing, yeah. which is obviously making me a ton more money than yeah. I was making yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're free. You can and do you're what free. you want I when get you up, want. I, you I get I up wanna, at 5.30. I get, I get up whenever yeah. I want. So... So basically, I, I got to the point where I, Chris went on tour, and then I told them, I was like, look, I've been working for you for six years. I love you. I love everything that we've done. But me as a recording engineer, I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Right. So I, and I'm not the type of person that would ever just hands off and walk away. Right. I yeah, you don't want to leave hanging. You need to hand things off properly the way things were handed off to me. And it's kind of like a thing within, like, you wouldn't, like, let's say, even let's say, like, you were recording someone and they didn't like you and they hired me like it wouldn't be cool for you to just be like man fuck this shit that i'm leaving yeah i'd be like all right like i know this is weird but like this is the hard drive yeah like, you yeah. still i mean make sure not to fuck the next that, guy over because that exact same thing did happen to me with um, someone did it with, to you with no uh with um uh alex a kid whenever i left because the situation was weird because uh, we were at larrabee and then he wanted to go to capital and capital has union engineers right. and so, oh, so he couldn't you can't take you work with him, at yeah. capital unless you have their engineer and all that stuff so i got replaced you right. know it was like just because he wanted to move to a different studio right. i got replaced after working for him for like a year and a half or something and he had a, a stack of hard drives you know he had right. a stack of hard and you drives knew what everything was and so i would get calls from his new engineer all the time who's actually still my friend he, right. uh, this dude travis he um you know he would call me and be like hey do you know where this song is or do you know where this thing is or he was asking about <coughs> this and i you know i i had no problem answering those because i think it's it's um it's professional courtesy yes. to the dude that is replacing because you're you're fucking another professional. You know, it's yeah. not even about the artist. It's not it's their not fault. The yeah. It's, not, yeah. It's, it's about another person getting set up for success. And I've always been the type of person that's like, 
uh, I, I'm a very much, you know, I get to the top and then put the ladder or the rope down for the next 100%. person because, because I know that, uh, this industry, especially in this industry, like somebody who, who might be filling in for you one day might be giving you a gig the next day. 100%. And if you're yeah. cool to these people and, and you, and you respect everybody like that, that will go both ways. And, and I've had that happen many times where, uh, you know, I, I've left a situation, handed it off to somebody else, gave them the thumbs up and was like, hey, man, if you need anything, just give me a shot. Yeah. And then later, those people be like, hey, man, I, I can't take this gig. Do you want it? You know, exactly. and then it's yeah. like it's a code that we all live. Yeah. By. Like, yeah, engineers definitely. Don't fuck engineers over. It's yeah. just a, I get it that back in the day it was different. Everyone was right. Like, fuck that guy. Like Everyone's sure. very competitive. Now we're all friends. Me and John Costelli literally just went and had sushi the other day. Right. I'm going to Baines' studio like tomorrow. Like, we're all home. I was just showing uh, a buddy of mine's looking for a spot in downtown. Yes. And he wants a work live spot. Kind of like I don't John's. think John's is work live, or is it? Either it way. It is work live, yeah. Sure. I literally pull up John's thing. I was like, dude, this is, this is what you need. Yeah. That right. room is dope. It's fire. And is it Gobos? It's not. He, he it's all have, Gobos. It's, yeah, it's not a, a big separate space. space. Yeah, no. Yeah, and, John's spot is killer. But all of us are friends, and none of us fuck each other over. There's even been times where people have come to me, and, and I'm not talking about. I will say this, and I'm not trying to be an asshole, but when I say we don't fuck each other over, I mean our timelines. Like, if someone came to me and they're like, yo, uh, we want you to mix this instead of serving. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'll go right <laughs> up right. against Yeah, of course. You still got to work. Competition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. see my friends, the John Casellis, the uh, David Young Kim, Baines. All of us are friends. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and there are occasional times where a mix is done by someone, and then it comes to me, and I tell them, like, you know, they told me that you you mix this already. I'm just letting you know, like they want me I'm to gonna, touch they it. They want yeah. me to yeah. touch it and mix yeah. it. I'm just giving you the courtesy of letting sure, you know, right, yeah. like. But I'm they not gotta understand that. How many times? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's been in my. It's been. It's happened to me where someone took a mix somewhere else, and I and the person was my close friend, and yeah. I could have been like, "Don't do the mix." Like, fuck right, them. right, right. Yeah. Like, but that would be me taking right, money away money. from someone yeah. who might and be in a position in that the they same need way, the money. I was just. I had this situation just happen the other day where. One of the guys who normally mixes for Killer Mike uh, couldn't mix something, and he was like, "Yeah, I just don't have time." And I was like, "Cool. How much are you charging them? Because I don't want to <laughs> yeah. undercut or over or overcharge them. Yeah. You know, I want to know where you would be at yes. on this because." If they have a situation later where they're like, where they're like, oh man, yeah, like we'll get you know Greasy to do this one because it's cheaper. Because it's cheaper. Right. Well, then now I'm taking bread out of somebody's exactly. mouth. Exactly. Just to, not because I'm better or not no, because I'm no. just really because I'm cheaper. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm never gonna do that. Like I always reach out to other engineers if I know somebody's worked on something. If I know them as a person, I always try and like be respectful of where they're at, what yeah, they've been you doing. You want to kill their rate. Yeah, yeah, and because it's just as easy for someone to do the same thing back to me, and uh, then yeah. you end up in this like chain of like you're just constantly fucking over another person yeah. that, that you both know but yeah. now when i really think about it like when you treat people that way you get a level of respect from everyone Dude, for real just, like you people everyone i don't know anyone that's ever even on instagram or i've heard like yeah someone i heard so and so say it. like it never happened to me no one ever because yeah. i'm always to the right. point and yeah. straight with people and i never fuck anyone over right because i've seen hundreds of people fucked over yeah. and i know that when you're the person fucking people over, your lifespan is very short. For real. Because at some you point, shouldn't, you fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be solid because it pays, but it pays to be solid. It pays yeah. to be especially solid. Because, especially in this freelance world. I mean, I know, you, I know you've worked specifically yeah, you, for artists yeah. for a while, but your career uh, at best will self-propel forward. Yeah. And the, the quickest way to cut off any of that momentum is yeah. to be a dick. I mean, I've definitely people. seen people who, um, who uh, had some shit attitudes that, 
that did not last because no, of that exact last. reason. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like and you it's can like see everybody's it from like, miles oh, away. Yeah. he's good, yeah. but I don't really, you know, I don't. That's really where fuck good with becomes irrelevant. Yeah. It's like, dude, it, I don't. It almost doesn't matter at a certain point if you're better than I am. Yeah. If I'm a little easier to deal with, it's it's a massive oh, upside for 100%. a label. I say that all the time when it comes to being in the studio recording people that like. I'm, I mean, I'm good. I know I'm good. I yeah. haven't, you know, that's not an issue. I, I'm good to hang with for 12 hours in the studio. You know? And that's, that's, yeah. that's like, I would more roll, than anything. Like, I would roll blunts. Like, that's one thing that I feel also helped me get in the room. So, like, just on a, a soft topic is, like, I work with a lot of hip-hop. And sure. sometimes I stand out in the room. Yeah. It's the general thing that happens. Um, and I feel like, cause I smoke weed and I roll, I smoke a ton of weed. And to be honest, I probably yeah. smoke more weed than a lot of rappers Yeah. or I used to, I've, I've been on a diet. Like you see how skinny my joints are. <laughs> like. nice. So I would smoke wax. Like I'd have fucking wax rigs with torches and shit like that. Wow. So people would be like, he's definitely not a narc. Yeah. Right. This motherfucker's smoking. He's he's torching a fucking glass piece and then That's putting so, what looks yeah. like to be heroin, which was rosin and wax and sure, shit yeah. sure. on the tip. It's smoking. I'm hitting it yeah. like. I remember one time I was in the studio with, uh, I think we were with Chris, and I was smoking, like, we'll call it hash. It's basically yeah. out of this big thing with a torch. And I remember the game was next door, and there was a friend of his that had just gotten out of jail. Okay, And he had done like a fucking 10 or 15 year bid. So the wow. guy was like new to iPhones and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so so Dude, the guy a, comes in the room. That's a great synopsis to someone who just got <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, just to give you, to like, give you context. Know about he didn't iPhone. know there were iPhones. <laughs> so he oh, comes, he we, comes yeah. in the room. He sees everyone smoking. He sees me with this shit. He's like, yo, what's that? And I was like, oh, this is wax. And he's like, man, I'm trying to smoke some of that. He's like, I just got out. Like, I'm trying to get high. high. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, are you sure? Because this is like not like even the best weed. Like, this will fuck you up. Yeah. Right. So he's like, yeah, sure. No, I'm good. So he, I, I'm like, all right. So everyone's watching because they know. like, Sure. Because they, they know me and they're like, this is about to fuck this guy right. up. Yeah. So he takes a hit of this shit and he's like, she's like, man, I don't feel anything. Can I take another one? Yeah. And I was like, bro, just chill. Yeah. Sure. Wait. So finally he's like, nah, I don't feel anything. So I was like, all right. So I give him another one. And he's like, all right, cool. And then he walks out, goes to the other room. 30 minutes later, the game comes back into the room. He's like, Crawl back what in. did you give this guy? Yeah. The guy is like half dead. Like he's wow. fucking losing it in the room right now. Yeah. And I was just dying laughing because I was like, this is like that real shit. Like I'm talking like, because <laughs> oh, I grew up in LA and like LA, if you grew up like in the Valley, which is where I grew up, like that's the start of where the medical marijuana started. Right. Right. Like when I was in yeah. high yeah, I remember when, whenever uh, I first moved to LA after I got out of the military, like that was like you, you went out to the Valley to go to all the medical yeah, shops because so those were the spots. Chatsworth yeah. had some of the first spots and like I remember being in 11th grade and like the 12th graders there was a few 18 year olds that had turned 18 so right. they could get their medical license right. so they would go to the valley which at that time was a far drive even though it was like 20-30 minutes sure yeah and they drive there they'd pick up like two eights and then every, they'd give grams like right. give me 20 bucks here's yeah. your gram here's your gram and they would like so that's what I came up is like during the start of what I would call like the end of prohibition of marijuana in California. Wow. You know, so like when I came up, like I smoked everything that we had Listerine patches. We had gummy Jeez. bears were new. No one knew about fucking gummy bears. Like it was so new. Only people knew about smoking. So I was already on the gummies. I remember the, the way Juicy J came up with the fucking trippy shit was there was this guy, Billy West, and we were all eating these Listerine strips that were like. They were literally like infused Listerine sure. strips, yep. and he had like taken a bunch. And the dude like passed, like Billy passed out for like two days. He was like, he looked <laughs> dead on the couch. Yeah, like that man's that's fucking funny trippy that. right now. Like, and that's kind of where the started all that trippy main shit was. Like, we were just getting really fucking high on right. everything because Juicy had just come to LA too. So you're coming from like Memphis, where like 
gummy bears. What's right. It? Like, it was just shitty weed. Yeah. You yeah. come here, you're in the land of anything you want. Like, hash, yeah. iced tea, drinks, like, with marijuana in it. Like, crazy wow. shit. Cookies, everything. Whenever I went to, I went to Amsterdam in 2007, I think it was. And I remember then, California was just starting to get, like, you know, the good medical marijuana shit going and everything. And, um... And uh, I had, I went to Amsterdam and I was like, kind of like, oh wow, this is amazing. And I came back and that's when California started getting it. And I was like, you know what, California's actually got their shit. And then this last year, I just went on a tour um, uh, in like April or May or some shit to Europe. And we stopped in Amsterdam. And I was like, damn, California is blowing them out of Blow, the water. Yeah, because and they're very like, old school there. Like, their weed is not that good over there. Yeah. Like, they're smoking. Over here, we're like pioneers of making yeah. the best weed ever. Yeah, <laughs> and it's crazy, too, because it's like we're now at the point where even, like, some homegrown shit is like, bro, this will blow your mind. Yeah. yeah. But what's crazy is I've also leveraged me working it. Because obviously, like, with music, there's there's an end to it. Like, there's not there's only a cap. There's only so much you can do before I start expanding outside of it. Right. Sure. And the way I learned this was Scott Storch. Um, he was a big producer. Right. And he's got all his, he started his product lines of all his gummy shit. He started doing a lot of things outside of music. Really? Because guess what? He had built a platform and a career. Shout out, Scott. I can only yeah, see him with Scott, his glasses. With his glasses, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he would... He would uh, leverage that and and he at some like at times i would say he was making more money leveraging his music career than off of music right certain his name yeah. became so big yeah so for me what i started doing was like because i had access to a lot of artists i started becoming friends with different weed companies like the right. actual companies that have like grow operations sure legal grow operations and they got money money and they got money and shit like that so like there's one brand that's actually like probably the biggest brand in la it's called zushi right from a company called 1010 huh. And they're like the hypest of the hype. Like it's like the fucking the the when Supreme what is at his height, this is that weed. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm friends with the owner. He's a he's a friend of mine. Like I get that shit whenever I want. And then there's another guy, Cali X, who's another pretty big guy who's on the, all the stores. So like I know these guys personally. And that also provides me a way to sort of step out of thinking of music. Cause when I'm with them, I don't talk about music. I don't sure. talk about the songs that I've just That's worked not the lane, on. Yeah. We're not we're just talking shit. Yeah. stories maybe a story about when something happened or sure something like that but sure. we're not like it's really a good right breather to like just talk with people who are still successful in their own right yeah because i always surround myself with successful people you yeah. kind of have to you, if you surround yeah, that's yourself the way. with people yeah. that do drugs yeah. you're gonna end up doing drugs yeah. yeah if you surround yourself with people that go to the club every fucking every week you'll be at the club you'll be at the club yeah. every yeah. week wasting I got, time i got a, a career question now then you speaking of branching out yeah right now you you stepped i know we didn't hear the whole story but stepped from uh, really recording engineer into mixing it was intentional yeah obviously and in fact a part of this question will be like what are you working on now bane just called i yeah, know you yeah. can't speak to all of it but like i want to hear a little bit about what's going on now and then not that this couldn't just be it maybe it's it but what do you got your eyes on next so, like, what are you so hyped on let me even go back one second too because I've always been the type of person that always goes above and beyond, right? Sure. So I, when people, when, and I, I actually heard an engineer say this the other day, but like when, when you're a recording engineer, your job is not just to press record. Sure. Some guy yeah. literally was like, well, I don't know, man. My job is to press record. I was like, you're never going to be a fucking yeah. yeah. So I always went above and beyond to the point where, and this really happened with Chris because prior to Chris, I would say that that was like my ninja tra like training. Everything yeah. that happened prior to Chris was my ninja training sure. to become his engineer to then that becoming a stepping stone. Catapult, yeah. Exactly. Yep. So with CB, I started to notice that there was places where I could facilitate things. Yeah. So for example, little things like 
when we do a song, make sure I figure out who all the writers are and who all the producers right, are right. and who the uh, recording engineer of the feature is. Sure. And, um, publish, and then it got into publishing. So basically, yep. I started to do that. And then I started being the person that RCA would hit and be like, hey, on this song, who are the producers? Oh, wow, because like, you had all the info. I had all the information yeah. because why? I was the guy with all the music, so I knew. So why wait for someone to hit me why wait for his manager for example to have to call me to then me have to tell him for them to have to tell the label right so i was like look i'll just be the guy that does more than recording engineer right? yeah so then it got to the point where because chris doesn't have a lot of people around him on purpose because like we were talking about earlier a lot of people are not first of all they, they have no ability to be a normal person around someone sure. like him sure and also he doesn't want to be around a bunch of people all the time so people can't really get to him so people yeah. would send me beats and songs hoping and you I, pass it off and yeah. i would i would listen to it if i liked it i would then show it to chris yeah so then it became so a thing kind of where doing like, like an a r exactly. operation so people started giving me publishing they were like yo oh, if you place okay. this i'll give you five percent publishing i'll throw some points to you yeah exactly wow. so i started to do that and and not in like um it's like way, you're scraping off the not top. like an insider no of course right, right. this was someone who was saying look if you don't play this for Chris, yeah. I'm gonna have fifty percent of nothing. Yeah. Right. But if you play this for Chris, I'm gonna have no. They were happy to. They would have given you more. Something. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yep. So they started to be smart, which is yeah. how I am too. It's like, why would I want a bigger pie of something that's smaller instead of a little bit smaller thing of something that's massive? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I started getting publishing on stuff, and now I started getting co-writing credits. And to be honest, it wasn't something that you'd be like, oh well, you know, they were just handing you the pub on every record that I placed. There was always arrangement changes that I would make, things right. that I would do with CB where I'd yeah. be like, for example, we might get a beat that was a four-bar intro, a 16-bar verse, and an eight-bar hook, right? Yeah. So when I pull that beat up, and before he starts to like go in there, if the beat has like sort of an arrangement, I'll start marking it up. Like right. verse. I sure. The verse yeah, yeah. Hook. So before he even gets in the booth, I would automatically be like, 16 is too long. I know he's not going to do a 16-bar verse. Right. Rap sure. Yeah. So I'd cut four off, and I'd make the second four a pre. So it'd be eight sure. bars. And four bar pre, eight bar hook, back to verse. Sure. Right. So these are all things that I'm doing ahead of time, even before yeah. he's asking me to do it, because I know like these some of these beats are meant for rappers to rap on. Yeah. And he's singing over them. Yeah. So I cut them down. That's all arrangement. That's really the shit the producer right. would be doing. Sure. Right. So sure. I started to see myself as not as a producer in the sense of me like making the beats, yeah. but as a producer of being the conductor of everything. Yeah, like decision maker. The decision yeah. maker. Then Chris would be like, Oh, I want a violin in this. Yeah. Do you think Chris is going to call the producer right. and know who right. the fuck? No. So I, oh, you want a violin? Perfect. I'd leave. Yo, Chris wants a violin. He wants it to kind of be like following his melody. Yeah. Send me some takes of shit. Right. So, or I'd get in the studio. I'd have them come to my house and I'd cut them on the song. And yeah. then I'd go and show it to Chris. Do you like this? Yeah, but try and have him do this part over. Yeah. Take it out. Get back in with the guy. Record it. So I was literally putting everything together for wow. Chris. Obviously, I do it all under the guidance of him, meaning like right. it's not my song. So I would always ask him like, yo, I'm going to do this, whatever. Then it got to the point when I started doing the publishing that I started to, because I was getting publishing, I started to be getting everyone else's publishing together sure. as well. So I'd ask the producers, how much pub do you guys want? Is there a sample in this? Is it a master right. sample? Yeah, who or do we it, owe? Yeah. Or is it an interpolation? Because interpolation is a publishing yeah. thing. The masters is another thing. Yeah. You know, it's a whole other thing. So I started to learn about things that, as a recording engineer, who the fuck cares if it's a right. master sample or an interpolation? You're just hitting that buttons. That means nothing to you because <laughs> you're just cutting, you're getting paid, and you're going home. Right. Yeah. So I started doing more even from the beginning. I was yeah. always doing everything to the point where, like, when the label was hitting us, it was always hitting me about everything. Sure. Right. If it was a business thing that I couldn't interesting about, so at that point it would always go to his manager if yeah it was a money thing or something that was out of what i need to be doing yeah right? 
But the engineering was almost like a practical service you were providing. Yes. But you were doing so much more. I was doing that. so much yeah. more and I was loving doing it because I knew that I was creating value in sure. myself because now guess what? I'm mixing a record, right? And I won't say the artist, but I'm mixing a record where there's a sample in it and I know it's a master use sample and I think, Oh, I hope they clear this. So yeah. then I got a call and they're like, Hey, we got to replay this. And I'm like, cool. Send me the replay. So they send me the replay and it sounds identical to the sample. And I'm like, are you sure this is a replay? Because yeah. I've done a lot of replays sure. right. yeah. and right. it's never been, identical. I, I'm talking about, I solo one, I solo the other, I've sure. played right. the same track. So I said, please go back and check. Yeah. And they went back and the guy didn't actually replay it. He just tried uh, to kind of like right. send me the Here's same a replay. shit again. Yeah. 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 And so that's something that as a mixing, as a standard mixing engineer, you'd never think that it would even that, yeah. be something that yeah. would speak about them. Cause yeah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Just tell yeah, me it's not my problem. Do. That's somebody right. else. But yeah. I knew that. So when I told the A&R, I said, Hey, I don't think this is a replay. I've done this a lot and this is not a replay. Yeah. So then they started that. That's where I'm creating value in myself. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because if they go about it and they figure out it wasn't really a replay and then they oh, actually trouble. put yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, cost money. Trouble, yeah. Cost money. So yeah. I start, that's where and as any engineer, and this goes for across the board, like you need to create value yeah. other than pressing record sure. as sure. a recording engineer. Yeah. yeah. As a producer, you need to create value other than making a good beat. Yeah. You need to be able to yeah. get in the studio and it's great cut advice. The artist. It's great advice. I forget. Tell people the artist, watching. hey, you need to do that again. Tell yeah. the artist, I don't like that melody. I don't yeah. think it goes good with the piano that I yeah. laid. Maybe if I take the piano out, you can sing that. Let me try yeah. that. Boom. Yeah. I'll That's... jump in. I'll jump in and say you talked about someone saying, or was it you? I just hit buttons. If you just hit buttons, they'll just get someone else who hits yeah, buttons. Because everyone can buttons. hit buttons. If you if you can be a friend. If you can be a therapist, you said yep. a good yeah, hang for 12 hours. If you can learn about samples, value. for real. You It'll are be, not that's just valuable good practical in just advice. pressing record. Yes. Not, I mean, valuable. I've said this before, but I, I mean, I've fucking, I, I, I've i taught an artist how to drive stick shift before, you know? Like, I've, <laughs> Dude, I've absolutely. He's like, yeah. I don't know how to drive this yeah. car. Yeah, and like, I've done, uh, I mean, literally, all, all the artists that I know that I work with know that they can hit me for literally everything you yeah. know it's like vic mensa will i mean he's he's called me to like help him fix his motorcycle yeah he's called me to, to like to you be know. honest it's almost easier for me to help people now that i don't need money for everything right sure like sometimes i like for example like lewis hamilton will hit me and he'll be like hey man i'm having trouble with something on pro tools can you can you help me with it? Sure. Yeah. Sure, I'll call yeah. you. I mean, Dude, I, I don't need, I'm not going to be like, are you going to give me something? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's, the same that's principle that. as the picture taking principle. Yes. Right. You get inside, you let them know, and it, we'll just use it now as an analogy. If you're not the person who needs the picture, there's a lot more inside for you. Not that it's a hack or not that you're trying to weasel too, your way in. I but. feel like artists also feel like if you're taking a picture with them, right? You're now putting yourself in their eyes as you're just a, a consumer, fan. as yep. a fan. Right? Yep. But yep. if you don't ask for that, yeah. you're actually being looked at as a family member. Like yeah. with CB, like yeah. I knew all his kids. I went to Tulum with him with his family. I was yeah. playing with his son. Like right. yeah. right. we we're family. You're in. When in I was it. in yeah. Tulum, I didn't take one picture of anything that we were doing. Right. Sure. I took a picture of like the beach. Sure. Right. I'm in right. Tulum, yep. whatever. Yeah. But there was never anything because I know his privacy and every artist and every artist's privacy yeah. when it comes to content and stuff like that is very delicate and yeah. you definitely even you definitely can get fired i mean like artists people are just waiting to fire people that do shit like that right dumb sure shit. for sure yep. we're like i can't yep. even I, trust you around me anymore i had a situation just a, a couple weeks ago i was recording and the band you know we got done at the end of the day and they're like let's all take a picture you know like together yeah and i thought that is like but the band asked you yeah yeah, yeah exactly that's fine that's the moment that you want that's when, fine when sure. you're yeah. getting when they're like 
yeah, man, come on, let's, let's take a do picture. A pic- yeah, 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 you totally. know, yeah. that's the moment that you want. And it's like when you get to a point where you're part of that team, you're part of that family, you're, yep. you know, it's like yeah. that's that's what when you get the pictures. That's yeah. when you get yeah. all that shit. It's like when Dude, somebody's like, whole, oh, yeah, whole, yeah, hey, this is my engineer. Like, right. like you know, like, let's but all do it. also, you know? it's like when you get to this level, too, and this is like the whole cool shit we were talking about, yeah. you just need to always act like you've been there. Yeah. Totally, for like, sure. I tell people all the time, like, if I were to bring someone around someone famous, I'd be like, please don't, like, act yeah. any different than you Dude, for real. Because you're going to make me look This stupid. is life advice. This is like a tweet. Yeah, like, do you like, want to be the one to take the pic or do you want to be in the pic? There's an old from Martin, the, the show Martin, where he's like, act like you're chilling. And just, just, goes like <laughs> just act like you're yeah. chilling. I was like, please just act like you're chilling, like, yeah. Yeah. at all times. Like, yeah. people, and, and especially, like, with CB, like, we'd be on jets and we'd be yeah. on all this shit. And it's like... That had to be normal to me for right. me to be able right. to just yeah. be the chillest dude. And for him to trust where, you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Now, the cool thing was, like, I had already been on jets with Lewis because when sure. I worked for Lewis Hamilton, he had his own jet. Yeah. And we would fly all over the world to all the races because yeah. I used to record his vocals. Jeez. Um, so I had already been all over the world. I'd been on not just a private jet. When it's someone's personal private jet, right. it's a different, it's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take off your shoes. Everyone has socks inside. Like, it's like it's a like little a, home. It's like home a home in the area. Yeah. And it's amazing. So, yeah. like, when I, by the time I got with Chris, I'd already been all over the world. Yeah, you with, could be comfortable. With someone with, and I'm talking about Lewis is probably one of the wealthiest people I've ever worked for right. being yeah. a Formula One race car driver. So I was just going to ask. I don't know him, I've but seen, I know that. Yeah, the no, name. He, I mean, you got to think about it. He's not now, but at the height when I was with him in 2014, 2015. Crazy. He was the best driver in the whole, he was the Insanity. fastest man in the world, essentially. Wow. And so I was working with him. I remember one time we worked till like four in the morning. And he got up at eight in the morning and won the championship. That's no, he didn't. I was like, you wow. should go to bed. And he's like, no, I want to finish the song. Yeah. And then I was like, you have to Jeez. be up in like a few hours. And he's like, and I'm like, it's like, like it was like this deciding uh, race where if he won the race, he would be so far out of reach in points. Yeah. That, right. That no one, that could no catch one could catch him. him right. Yeah. yeah. Even if the, he lost all the races. So he, um, he won that race that day. So like. That's just to say, like, I'd been around all this stuff. Sure. Right? So by yeah, the time yeah. I got to Chris, it was almost easier for me to be yeah. around this shit yeah. because I had been around, like, I remember with with Lewis, I was with the guy fucking, the guy that made Star Wars. What the fuck? I'm blinking right oh, now. Oh, um, Lucas? Yeah, uh, George, yeah, George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. Like, we were on a yacht, and then fucking uh, my boy Spins was like, that's George Lucas. And, no and then, way. And then my guy, this that's guy, Rich August, Rich. that was with us, yeah. uh, Spins knew that August was, like, a big uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars guy. fan. Yeah. He's like, don't talk to him about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And anything, literally, he goes up to him and he's like, why did you make the, uh, what's the, the prequel? No, 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 no. Why, What's the hairy guy with all the shit? Like, uh, oh, uh, Jar, uh, Jabba the Hutt. Why'd you make Jabba the no, Hutt um, speak uh, Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Right. He's yeah, like, yeah. why did you make him speak Indonesian? Man, the nerds right now are going to get so August mad at was us. Indonesian. He's like, not Indonesian. It's what it's like, also, I don't even want to say it wrong. I'm going to you guys for a second. Yeah, go ahead, man. I'm going to get torn up in the comments. I feel so bad. Oh, go, go, go. Shane always has this is his thing is I, like and they tear you up I, I don't understand I don't understand it you know I can't help it I'm sorry I'm on TikTok all day so like that's what I think keeps me young like I know about all the trends and all the funny shit right. that's happening because sure. yeah. I'm on there all day just like yeah. especially between mixes like I'll I take breaks every 15 minutes when I'm yeah. mixing so like yeah. when I mix a record I'll kick, snare, hi-hat and then I'll take a break like I'll take really? a ten, five, 10 minute break because I want to make my ears adjust. Yeah. And then I'll do like the rest of the drums and the bass. Yeah. And then I gain stage, whatever. And then chill for a second, take a phone call and then music. Right. And it's then, a good little tech talk. And, Very and, and I need to do that because I've noticed, and you probably know this too, when you're sitting in front of something, 
if you keep sitting and sitting and recording and mixing and mixing, like eventually you'll get up and when you sit back down, you'll be like, what the fuck? What was I doing? Yeah, yeah because yeah. your I mean, ears change. The, the brain and the hearing. Yeah, you're too close yeah, to it. crazy. Sure. You yeah. know how yeah, sometimes yeah. like you'll be moving a knob and you'll you'll think it's changing, but then when you look, it'll be like inactive yep, or something. Yep. I yep. talk and, about this all the time. That's why I literally, whenever I do anything, anything that I do when I'm mixing, the first thing I do is turn it up all the way. And then I turn it all the way yes, off to make sure and, it's and working. And I need to hear that it's working. I need to see that it's working. And I also, I now have a gauge. I now know this is what max sounds like. This yes. is what minimum sure. sounds like. Yeah. 100%. I'm looking for 60%. But you know? what, what I'm trying to say is that it's very scary that your brain yeah. can alter things. Sure, because absolutely. Because your brain, if you guys know this, your brain actually trusts your eyesight before it does yeah. your hearing. Interesting. So if you're watching yourself turn a knob, your brain will actually we'll be it. telling you, yeah. hearing that it's happening I, because yeah. the eyes are seeing it happen. I've talked about this a bunch specifically yeah. because of that, because there's this, uh, the thing that set me on this was a few years ago, this was before TikTok too. It was like, uh, it was like a vine or some shit where vine, this woman wow. is saying dog, but she's yes. mouthing boy. Yes. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you hear boy because you're seeing because you watch boy yeah. but if you boy. close your eyes yeah. you, hear, you dog. hear dog and it's yeah. like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. wait but what and then you open it again that. then you're like looking at so yeah the the psychoacoustics thing is very it's very important to but me but you have that, to know that your brain does that and yeah. that's why i'm very careful when i'm mixing to take breaks to listen to it in the car to hear it on headphones right. because i know that and also too another thing too is i'm not an old school type of guy. Like I hate gear. I hate patch bays. I don't have a patch bay. Whatever I'm using is patch. It's right. it in. Right. So I'm just like that because I'm super minimalistic. Yeah. And things clutter and gives me anxiety. So sure. I get very overwhelmed right. very easily. Sure. Like that's one thing about me. That's that's probably my whatever the opposite of X factor is. That's my <laughs> Achilles heel. Yeah. My Achilles yeah. heel is that I get very overwhelmed with things. Yeah. So I like to streamline things. I like simple things. My mix template, my recording template are, are intuitive. Right. A guy sure. could pick it up and look at it for 10 minutes and understand the routing and understand right. sure. very sure. easily. Yeah. That's how I work because what I realize is it may be easy when you're at home to have this complicated recording template and you're fucking around on your own and shit. But when there's a guy and you're sweating your ha your ass off, right. and sure. you're nervous yeah. and he's cussing you out, that difficult template just fucked you. Yeah. yeah. You're now yeah, like yeah, absolutely. you're sputtering. You know how it is? It's the more someone yells at you, the more you'll sputter. It's like it's like if you don't yell at me, I actually won't sputter. Right. Sure. You right. Know what I mean, it's yeah. it's one yeah, of those yeah. things that it's, I've learned. It's actually one of the reasons why I, you know, like I started when I started, everybody was talking template, template, template. What's your template like? What's your template right. like? And I got a template from somebody that like was like a good engineer or whatever and as soon as i opened it up i was like there's too much here there's too much you yeah. know and yeah. so i stopped doing templates and i started just as soon as i like you know i'll do it if it's like i'm tracking a bunch of the same thing for an artist or whatever yeah. and i know they're going to want to do this and they're going to want to do that but for the most part i'm faster to build it as i go got it then i am to try and you use any template yeah i start from scratch so, almost everything so there's almost also everything. there's also something weird that people like i the word template to me is different than what it means to someone else right when someone says yo what's in your template yeah they're asking about what's in it like plug-in wise what does it sound like when sure. the singer sings is there a reverb is there a delay yeah fuck all that when sure. i talk yeah. about template i'm talking about roadmap right. i'm yeah. talking yeah, about yeah. having the tracks Just like the foundation look, you start really on every simply, time i could tell you my template master verse bus i mean right. um, lead bus background bus right right reverb delay 
two lead tracks for the verse because they alternate. Right. Two lead tracks for the pre. Yeah. Two lead tracks for the hook and a record track. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Below that, the stacks, the backgrounds, all color coded. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because no matter who I work with, there's always going to be leads. There's yeah. always going to be ad libs or or backgrounds or something, right? Yeah. So. To me, the sound is what I'm shaping as I go. The right. delays, oh, more reverb on this record. Sure, oh, right. sure. let's thin out his vocal because the demo sounds thinned out. Yeah. yeah. The, the template to me only means how hard is right. my job going to be. Sure, there. you're which not is, talking like a preset mix. It's how fast I can move. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is adverse to like what, what you normally see with like templates for people is literally like they are by the numbers like taking something and putting it in and it's already This is how I mix acoustic. This is how I mix. People do yeah. not fucking understand. Every time you record something, it's not going to be hitting the same level, right? Mm -hmm. So course, yeah. you can't have, and, and this is what plugins I have, my, my lead bus, Pro-Q cutting at fucking 80 and boosting like 5K and up, like a little right. bell, very minimal, yeah. and a compressor that's set to 2 to 1. And the threshold, I leave it at zero because what do I do? When you start yeah, you singing, hear it, then yeah. I hear it and I know yeah. where to put it. Yeah. You can't have... Uh, L2 and a fucking CLA vote, all those things active with the, right. with whatever gain staging is there and expect however it's recording to, to work. Just sound yeah. right. It's not yeah. going to sound right. Well, yeah. And that's the yeah. same thing to me whenever people get into, like, because there was this dude on TikTok a while back who I guess returned. Uh, Streaky, Streaky did return in, in really? recent days. Yeah. But he was, I thought you ran he was him selling, I, I mean, I did for like a good six months, but yeah. he finally decided to dip his toes back in the water, yeah. I guess. But um, he was like selling these EQ templates, you know? It's like, why? how the fuck are you having EQ know? templates? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm not a preset guy. The only thing I'll use presets for is like crazy effect plugs. Right. I'll sure. just whip yeah. through yeah, them yeah. to it's see like, the oh, combinations, right? Yeah. Whatever, but yeah, I will yeah. never, ever in my life pull up a like kick. Like a vocal mix I'll pull preset. Up a kick, yeah. Yeah. Or and pull then, up, let's say, on the drum bus and pull up a limiter and put drum limiter. Right. How does sure. it know where to pull it down to based on how loud I'm hitting? Yeah. So what I do is with stuff like that, I do all that by hand. Everything has to be done at right. the time that it's happening. Sure. Yeah. The only presets I like is when it's like the CLA shit, like CLA effects has like crazy distortion shit. Right. And I'll right. click through them to give me a starting point. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be like, this is cool, less distortion, less reverb. Okay, this is perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's the only time because that's where I want to be almost given some as a starter. Sure. Right. right? Only yeah. with effects and shit like that. Yeah. Everything yeah. else has yeah, to yeah. be done by hand. Even with Chris, like I don't have a chain. You know how you can save like your chain from your plugins right. to use on another song? Yeah. So I don't do that for Chris. When I get a Chris song, I start with an EQ. Right. I find what frequencies in this song sure. right. yeah, yeah, are course. fucking with this me. Key, yeah. Because yeah. Where he's at his range. Is different. His yeah. range. Yeah. People don't yeah. even think about those things, yeah. about how important it is. Like if he's singing in this key here, which is really high, and this song he's singing low, it, all the yeah, frequencies the that are bothering yeah, 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 you expect yeah, yeah. to EQ exactly. or compress. So I, I, from scratch. I, I definitely have a lot of that. Like, and, and you know, for me, it's just I'm just as fast to build it in the moment. But yeah. but it makes sense. But to it me, always you sounds know, the like, same because I'm doing, I'm shaping Chris's vocal to sound the way I think it needs to sound, right. sure. which is here. Yeah. And so I make it that. Right. So when you go from song to song, the, so the vocals sound very similar. Obviously, sure. there's still differences because why? The key is different. The tempo is different. Right, like, right, a yeah. lot of things that are different. Um, even how he's singing sometimes. Right. Like he'll do like a low thing or he'll sure. do like a yeah. super high thing. Like it's variant on yeah. every fucking yeah. song. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even just literally, like you said, like the delivery, it's like a compressor acts differently when something's fast and like, 100%. you know, versus a legato thing, you know? I use the same you know? plugins in the same order right. when I do his vocals. Right. Sure. It's the same. Yeah. To be yeah. honest, and I'm going to be honest, it's on every vocalist yeah. with, a, with, a diff with maybe one or two extra plugins that I do have to do for something special. Right. 
everyone's yeah you got your go-to tool that i use is the same i take right. off their it's crap, how you use or, that what i'll know? do is i'll i'll figure out what part of their chain when i get a mix session what part of it makes a what part of it is good right yeah. so they might have an which R is vocal, usually not much which is not much but like let's say they have a cla vocal adding yeah. like a little bit of spread and reverb yeah I can't recreate that without using a CLA, right, blah, blah, blah. Right. So sure. I use the same you thing. Maintain now, that, I yeah. might find an EQ that has all these crazy things, and I'm right. like, that's all wrong. I'll sure. do my own thing on the EQ, but I right. try to maintain the things yeah. that I know yeah, yeah, yeah. are not interchangeable. Yeah. Right. And that's something knowing, because a lot well, yeah, of engineers and will just take everything off. Sure. I'm like, yeah. fuck this shit. This is my shit now. Yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. work that Yeah, way. I think that there's certainly a balance between that, because I am, I, I mean, most of the time when I get stuff, like, if if it comes from, I, like, you can tell when you open up a session, if it came from somebody, like, reputable, that knows their shit, that's yeah. doing shit, it's like, cool, well, I can leave this, a lot of this stuff here, yes. they built a sound for this person. And you'll know. And then you can also open it up and be like, oh, this motherfucker just doesn't Dude, yeah, yeah. He just I gotta chime his in. Template on, you know? Most of what you guys know, most of what I do these days is produce and then mix master if I'm mixing right, mastering right, at all. Right, right. Uh, but I had a buddy who I used to mix for back in Seattle who sent me his record. He's in Atlanta now. He sends it out and he's like, it sounds fine. My guy did his thing, but I want your sound, which I'm flattered. I pull it up, sounds incredible. Really? So the, everything's in there too. And I'm, I call him, I'm like, dude, are you sure? And he was like, he'd already paid and everything. He's like, dude, I, I mean, I appreciate you're saying that, but I, I'm not super happy with it. I want you to do your thing. So I ended up like tweaking with it a little bit, just purely out of uh, like obedience because he's paying right, for it. Right. But it sound, I thought it sounded legit. I Just speaking of all this and template stuff, I legit was going through and like taking notes. I'm like, why is this so fat? He had like a Poltec on it. Right. You, if I'm anything, like, you were oh, taking it. 100%. I, and I literally, with no shame, I called him. I'm like, dude, I don't think, right. I don't think, maybe I should master it, but this sounds fine. It wasn't right. mastered. Right. Uh, but whatever. It, I couldn't believe yeah. it. And I was literally learning uh, from this guy's I've template because it sounded, you, um, you know when you hear something that isn't yours, it's so fresh. And you're right. like, oh shit, yeah. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. He's probably I, I had the, a different year. Yeah, 100%. I had a, almost a similar thing happen the other day where somebody sent me a mix and like when I got well when I heard his I cuz I before like especially off the internet when yeah. I get a blind thing from somebody I'm like send it to me first sure. and I'll listen to it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like and if I can like listen to it and be like okay like this is a very I can tell what your problems are, I can tell what you're doing wrong and also dude sent me a th his mix and right off the bat I was kind of like Man, I'm be real honest. Like, I, I I know I can do stuff to help you, but yeah. like, I don't know if you need it. You know, sure. And like, yeah. and and I I had a, a a TikTok after that where I said like, look, you know, good engineers know when to stay the fuck out of the way. Sure, hundred yeah. percent. And know when to influence and like put their little spin on it. You know, yeah. like I know a lot of times when people are looking for me, like they're looking for me to be who I am, which is the guy who sometimes gets 100%. drunk and starts mixing right, things a little right. bit crazy sure, yeah. and does it like take some risks on stuff like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. And that's, that's like my thing, yeah. you know? So, so if they're looking for that, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, what you want me to do is get a little bit weird in the second yeah. verse, but dude's mix started off sounding really good. And I was like, you know what? Like I'll do it. Uh, Dude. you know, like I'll give you some shit to it, but I'm gonna be real honest. Like you're not going to listen to this later and be like, you changed everything. Right, it's so right, good. Right. You yeah. did it so much better. I think in it cases was like this, so the differentiation is 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 the issue quality or creativity. Right. Because the quality's fine. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I was thinking of the thing. And you're highlighting a good point in the case that I was speaking of, and it sounds like the exact same thing here. The, the issue wasn't quality. They're right. like, no, I just want your sound though. I right, need you right. To mess I want you to do it. some shit yep. to it. I want yep. you to do your thing. And that and and you know what's funny too is like I did my thing and then I still got an email from him being like, Bro, I, I've tried to mix this before. Yeah. Like, 
like this is the first time like I've ever had somebody mix something for me that I was just yeah. blown away by oh, wow. whenever it and came like back. Like you said, they're listening to like, it with a different ear. I was yeah. like, man, you just yeah. started with a really good thing, so it yeah. made it so much easier for me to be creative. It made yeah. it so much easier for me to take some risks and yeah, go yeah, big yeah. on stuff because yeah. it was already yeah. Really then you're not good. saving it from the depths of hell, right? It sounds good. You which, just get to be creative, which again goes back to this conversation that I have a lot of times, which is like, you know, if you if you have somebody, if you yourself as as a artist or whatever are good at you know dictating the things that you like the creativity stuff that you like and all that stuff if you're good at that uh and you get a good product to a mixer yeah it's gonna be so much better just because they're not fixing your shit yeah and that's the whole difference with the tracking side of things today which is you can be somebody who was just the dude in the crew that got Pro Tools, that had a laptop, that could afford a MacBook. Sure, It's like, a lot of times that's what it is, is like you could afford a MacBook and so you were the dude in the crew and you you might like working inside of Pro Tools or whatever, but if you don't have natural curiosity to keep going and growing and getting better and better, you're just gonna stay right at that level and you're and you're not gonna be delivering things to people and people aren't gonna even rely to you. It's like you were able to go for Chris, you were able to go from tracking to mixing, right? right? Because he trusted you on one side and knew that you were already doing this and like you weren't you know and it's like I always say about when a mix of mine goes to Manny or Jason or even Josh Goodwin now or like any if it goes to one of those people they're not getting it and like spending all their time like trying to make it good it's already good yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. so it's like whenever you have the trust of the artist on the front end you can start doing stuff like I've definitely been in positions with artists where they don't like in in artists heads sometimes uh, and this is actually a whole public thing too. It's sure. like people think like the mixer makes the song, right? Yeah, no. And it's like most of the time the tracking the guy, tracking if they're good, most of it, yeah. he yeah. made the song. Sure. Yeah, he like made physically all, brought yes. it to fruition. He, yeah. he made the choices for changing stuff out. Yeah, right. changes, You're effectively right. producing even well, underwater yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, right. Then Chris I mean, like, that's awesome. Manny's yeah. not the mixer now has to recreate it right. because sure. I did it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And you know, like a lot of times, like Manny's not doing some crazy delay throw or like some real artistic thing. Gonna, it's like he's he's shaping what the tracking engineer yes, did 100%. to get it good. So you know? translator. Basically, what I realize is the difference between mixing as not a professional mixer where you're like actually mixing like full time and actually doing it is that you realize that everything comes already the way they want it. Right. right? Yeah. So by the time I get a record, there's no space for me to do cool shit. Except sure. on Chris's shit, because when I get it, like today I was mixing a record for him and I threw like a cool delay on something sure. or whatever. Yeah. But when I get stuff most of the time, even if I think like, oh, this part could have a cool delay, yeah. sometimes I don't do it because A, I know the client and I've dealt with them before right. and they want it to sound just like the demo, right. yeah. but a little bit better. Right. Yeah. And that's sort of the MO for every artist. Sure. 99% of people are gonna be like, Make this sound yeah. really good. Don't make this sound like something else. Sure. Right. Yeah. So when you listen to, when you AB a mix of mine against the demo, sure. it sounds like the same song, even sure. level blend wise, right. but louder, cleaner, right. brighter, sure. snappier, yep. like whatever, yep. like all yeah. that shit. But it's the, you it's can the tell little it's the tiny things. And, I'll say, uh, and it's, it's by doing less that that happens, by the way. Yeah. Sure. It's by doing yeah. less plugins. Like yeah. if I get a snare, right? Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, this snare would sound good thinned out. Yeah. Right. Because then it's gonna. Then that's one thing that's gonna sound different from the demo. Sure. Then yeah. Maybe the hi hat is like 
not that bright and I brighten it because I'm like, I only want it to be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I make all these decisions, right? And by the end of it, I've changed 10 or 15 things. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like the mix, like yeah. the mix sure. sounds yeah. totally different. I think this is especially true, like you said, at a high level. At you a high a level. High level stuff. It's a thing a lot of independent, or I do a lot of indie work. And those jobs are often overlapping. And I don't say that right. defensively. I say that no, they are I don't think a lot of independent artists even understands what they're asking for. And now this is just, we've talked about this. Yeah. In conversations, I have a call with an artist. Even if a label's involved, often I'm clarifying, like, look, do you really want a mix? Because I think what you're describing, you, you actually need a producer who's right. then going to mix it. Right. Or, or you just need me to produce it and right. you're going to pass it off. Because what you're asking created, for isn't... You've created insane value sure. by, yeah. by knowing how to do something other than just make a beat. Yeah, right. you've yeah. already created and said like an artist can get in with just you, and they could make an entire record, record, mix, release. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And that value that you've created is a value that most producers don't have. And right. I'm talking about some of the big producers too. Sure. That yeah. 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 Maybe at the time, because now we're in a different time in music where it's like, it's detrimental that if you're a producer, you need to be able to record vocals. You need sure, to be able right. to, sure. to, to track, to do mixing. Something I'm going to chime in and say. Yeah. We all I can say this because this is true for all of us. I think that power comes from we all started as tracking engineers. Yes. So yeah. I, it's but almost like not to, to belittle it, but it's like you think it's the ground up. No. It's the most vital it's thing. The, yeah. It's yep. the golden key. I spent over a decade, it was very similarly. Yeah. Started an internship over a decade just tracking. Just tracking. Mostly because I wasn't allowed to do anything else. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 and so, so I think that's what it is. Even if we thought we could, we were nowhere near. Oh, no way. I'm talking about. Yeah mixing has gotten to the point where it's like, okay, you know how things that are simple always work? In yeah. and out. Apple. Yeah. So you realize there's a there's a, there's a theme going on, right? Yeah. And the simpler, the more lean, the more clean to the point, the right. better a product or yeah. anything will sell, yep. right? So now that goes back to what we were talking about mixing. Like I get the drums, for example, kick, fucking EQ a little bit. Like when there's like those like, like boxy notes and shit, just a little bit like half a dB. Sure. Right. Little things sure. like that. Um, uh, compression, a little bit of compression just to set it so that I don't sure. have an issue with my yeah. limiter, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going in and doing, uh, people think, yeah. and that's why we would have done it wrong back then. Right. We yeah. think that everything needs to have more saturation. Yeah, more yeah. than this. Yeah. We got to put saturation because yeah. that's going to make it sound cooler. We've talked about this up. before where like, you know, like I've sent clients who've asked like, can I get your mix session whenever yeah. you're done? And I'll send it out. But like in the early days, you're gonna days, be disappointed. Yeah, in the early days, <laughs> I would be, be like, "Oh yeah. shit, I better like put something on every channel, and it better look like I did but something." Look, and I now I'm like, "Man, I might just do like a bus compressor and yeah, like two That's what I mean by disappointed. Like, like you know? it's the, gonna be underwhelming, man. The way to get something to sound loud, dynamic, and good yeah. has nothing to do with plugins. It has everything to do with one thing, and that's gain staging. Yeah, the way you gain stage, you compress everything a little bit, you stage it up. You compress just a little bit and you try to retain as much dynamic and you try to get as loud as possible. Glue it, so yeah, I'm yeah. I'm printing mixes at the at the lowest, minus eight, and that's something where I'm really trying to preserve that punch. Right. Sure. And sure. at the highest, I mean I've done stuff at minus five. Yeah. Because it, it because the demo was smashed at minus five. Yeah. And guess what? I've come. Oh man, you I'm can't gonna, match a minus five mix if you don't go to minus five. I've learned that so many build, times. And the problem, the re reason why you have to do it, because in logic, normally we'd say, hey, I'm going to give you a more dynamic, right. cleaner mix, right? Sure. But the artist and the team yeah. never, ever oh, in my cannot. life yeah. has heard it and, been, and just said, my demo's louder. Yeah, that's it. And Every single there's time. Nothing you can <laughs> Isn't say. That so funny? There's yeah. nothing you can say about dynamic. They don't give a yeah, fuck they don't about give it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what, because of that, I said, you know what? The demo sounds like this. 
I'm going to have, and, and usually like my minus five and their minus five, I'll still have more punch. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I'm doing it right. Now, totally. could I have Versus way more punch? Yes. I can get lower and have more sure. punch. Yeah. But by the time I get to minus five, I'm definitely going to be hitting harder them as far as punch. Yeah. But, they, and theirs will be a lot weaker because the thing about mixing is you can't just mix at like minus 16 and then be like, okay, I'm, I'm done with the mix. Now right. I'm going to limit everything. Right. Yeah. If you do that, your entire mix will fall the fuck that's, apart. Sure. That's why I say all and the time. And that's why you have to gain stage. Like, I don't little fuck pieces. With, louder. Yeah. I don't louder. fuck with top down, like mixing the way that people talk about top down, which is like, this is my, this is my master's section every single time, you know, but I do like, w like you said, I, I gain stage. I put everything together. I get my mix to a certain level and then I put on a master chain that I think, and I, I always mix in delimiters because yes. like you said, if you try and add it at the end, it is It'll not going to sound right. change the character. All the characters of the thing. So, but I don't want to do it in a manner that's like, also like, I don't want to just be like, yeah, I just slap on an L2 and fucking no, send no, it no. to this measure. When we were recording, we could do that. Like yeah, for sure. Session. For sure. And like, that's the, that's the whole concept. I think that people seem, again, everybody overcomplicates things because everybody thinks like, oh, well, this is... What, what you end up doing whenever you do things wrong, you know, when you just slap it on and master it to minus yeah. five or whatever, is you end up getting like these weird balances and characteristics no, and things you get that come the out. Vocals, like, the hi hat, and the snare come right out the top. Yeah, right. And, yeah, yeah. and your vocals sticking out, the snares, like literally. That's why I always talk about gain staging because it's like by the time I'm bringing my vocal in, I'm already at minus eight or minus seven. Right. Because the vocal is the number one thing past one dB of limiting that starts to come out. Once you're right. at like minus two limiting, that vocal you're starts to pop it, out. Yeah. So I, and this is all just like learning this shit and putting it into practice and saying, and over the years I've learned like, I get my drums to this level, I get the bass in, right. I bring the bass to this exact number. Okay, and then I then I bring the music in, and then from the music I get to this level minus eight minus seven, wow. and then and then I and it's always worked. The yeah. formula's always worked with the occasional tweak that I have to make because this song doesn't have a kick. I want to be honest. I with can you. actually get louder without a kick. With oh, just yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. Yeah. So I know that I need to actually. I have two ways of gain staging: one yeah. with only eight away and one with kick. Right. I'm not thinking of it this way very often, so I'm gonna have to like. If I saw some if random kid post this on Instagram, I'd be like, "The numbers." It, like, well, not, you should call us out. I'm not but talking coming from you. I'm being completely no, no. But I'm, I'm being honest. It, it's causing me to think through. It's something I'm doing. We're all doing it naturally. Yeah, we're it's doing like it. But the, house. the way you're framing it, sure. it in your mind, yes. I've not thought of it that way. And because it's you, I'm thinking, "Well, shit, I should probably. I'll, I'll try thinking of it. You should yeah. try it's fascinating. I will. Legitimately, I'm gonna try. You can have a conversation later, and I'll tell you what those numbers are, and I want you to try it because yeah. There's something that I've discovered that has worked very consistently. Yeah. I always think about it as a house, right? When yeah. you're building a house, even if the house is one of those crazy architectural houses, yeah. every house starts the fucking same. Right. Sure. With yeah, a yeah. plan. It legally has to. It ha yeah, yeah, exactly. Before there are reasons we're doing for all it. these crazy things, yep. everything starts the same way. Yeah. And then it gets tweaked to fit the, what right. it needs to be. Right. Yeah. So that's why I always approach things in that way and there are times yeah. i'm not going to say there's not but there are times where i'll reach a point and i'll be like okay look let me go back yeah make a different decision. i actually need to change this to make this work sure and i'll go back yeah but for the most part i use the same gain staging thing and for the most part it's worked for everything love I've it always yeah. gotten louder and punchier than anyone's done i won't screenshot it text it to me or something and yeah we'll you know, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm just fucking i'm gonna give it to you because i want you to try it and i want you to see like there's a lot of mixers that i know that don't like they like to say like oh I don't pay attention to the numbers yeah. and I'm that type you you can already tell I'm that type of guy because I don't like patch base I don't like anything yeah, complicated yeah. so I shouldn't like numbers right, right like yeah. it's not my thing yeah but I will look at the fucking levels of where I'm at because the yeah. way I'm telling you right now even if you gave me no plugins I could get a mix to be 
punchy and loud. Sure. With maybe just like a compressor that I can use on each thing. No EQ, nothing. I can yeah. stage it to like right. be, sure. and mix it right like <clears throat> yeah. that. It's just something about gain staging that to me. I love it. Fascinating. It's all the mix. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I have to chime back in too about being a tracking engineer. If, if I keep forgetting people yeah, are we're here. watching this, uh, if you can no. start, oh, no, God, no, but if you, I've, we, we, we forget to put the video parts out. So yeah, I'm, we yeah. don't even put the video out most. Yeah, we have yeah. to, we got to start editing. Delete it. Uh, <laughs> no, but my point is that's a great, like I'm, I'm circling back on that point. It's a great place to start everything you're describing. I think of an appreciation, whether yes. you know it or not, the appreciation you have for just clean sounds yes. and just saying, I don't need plugins. Give me levels. You talk about this a lot as like a, top 10 engineer in the world who's tracking like the highest levels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to be able to capture clean sounds and you get that appreciation. Yes. Being a tracking engineer. Right. But gain staging starts at tracking engineer. Yeah, sure. sure. Guess what? But you know when what I mean? You get the mixture, beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's already limited. The beat is coming in at minus a, five yeah. already, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is the Don't minus five bounce start. that we're getting. Yes. Don't even so start. what happens yeah. is, and I see this all the time, an engineer will just put it in and start yeah. to try to record. I've also figured out the way to do it. The beat has to peak at 75% of the limiter. I don't say because there's no numbers, but like you know when the, sure, the yeah, thing, yeah, 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 it has to peak at about leave yourself twenty five percent headroom yeah. of, the, of the of the of the master fader, yeah, and at that level you should be good to leave your vocals at zero. Right now wow. there are occasions where the beat is extra loud, and I may need to bring the beat down uh, a little bit more, but for the most part it's the around there. Sit right on top, right. Of, and yeah. that right there is your introduction yeah. to fucking game I, staging. I literally, right wow. um, I was just talking about this the other day because I was tracking a full band, and I do a lot of full band yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, and all different types. And See, it's I don't know all... how to do any of that shit. Like, I couldn't mic a drum set if you asked me to. I wouldn't right. know how to. I'd really? be like, is this mic go here? Sure. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. sure, because yeah, yeah. you don't have to. It's not my specialty. But I do a lot of that, and people are always amazed because the guys that I learned from, like they're used to, like the guys that I learned how to, how to track from were tape guys, yes. right? And so when you're doing tape sessions, you're, I, this is something that I've been working on because it's, it's always existed, uh, but I call it mixed level tracking, which is that, Whatever goes into Pro Tools, yeah. right? I'm not, I, there should almost never be a time where I'm pulling a fader back 20 dB no, or something no, like that. Something's sure. Why the fuck yeah. did you yeah. record that, that hot if yeah. it's never gonna be that hot in right. the mix? Sure. So when people see me, like when I'm tracking a full band, right? And they'll be like coming in and they'll look and I, I still split stuff out on the return section and everything, but I'll split it out on the return section and then it's still at all at zero dB right. coming back out. And people are like, dang, like like all my faders and Pro Tools, zero dB. Yeah, yeah, because you, know, you stage it I so that it can be at going zero. in sure. That's so yeah. that Huge. my final thing, you could take all of this, all of Pro Tools and just send it out one, two, right. and it is mixed level. This is why I call 100%. it mixed level tracking. It is, yeah. it is mixed into Pro Tools. Yeah. You are mixing into Pro Tools from the start. And that was the thing that I think a lot of people, especially early on, I didn't understand seeing people is like, it's like, why are you, you think that you're supposed to be recording into the yellow all the time. Like right. that's no, like, everybody's no, no. like, oh, I'm recording it. I want to be hot. No, no, it's like, if he's singing soft, He's singing soft. Like right. I'm not cranking it. Let him it sing to soft. Yeah, yeah. Like, soft. Yeah. Why is and why are you recording go later and, and tweak stuff if yes. you need to and get it up? There yeah. is so yeah. many oh, ways whatever. to beat the like signal to noise ratio yeah. game. If you if that's the problem, there's so many ways to beat that. But what people don't think about is like is like when you're doing that, you're you're fucking because now also especially with like float points, 32 bit float points, yeah, and yeah. all the technology behind it, you can mix loud as fuck sure. into yeah, your yeah. shit. You can yeah. hit all your compressors hard as fuck. You can do it. But it's not about, 
it's not about, oh, like it's not going to distort if I hit it this hard. Right. It's about what's the compressor doing? Right. What is the, what are these things doing whenever I'm hitting them at the, you know, like at this state. And that's why all of my shit, like for the most part, whenever I'm tracking, I'm already thinking long-term gain stage from the sure. jump yeah. street. You have to, you know, from you have to jump street. Like, Dude, I can hype you up. That little session I hopped into the other day, uh, what was the artist name? I try to hype him up. Oh, um, Whatever. Uh, it was uh, Waves and Waves. It yes. was Matt, Matt's Shout thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it sounded incredible, even in the box. Right. Which I know you say that all the time. Anyone who's tracked understands that principle, but just to yeah. hype you up, it sounded no, stupid good. That's, it was and that's raw, the whole like point. In, in from the room. Yes. Great. And, and, I mean, and a lot of credit goes on that. You know, it's like Jake Reed as a drummer. What I love about him is that he has recorded himself so many times. He is not... He's hitting the drums with the effect. He he's knows not, how to play in thinking, the record. Oh, the yes. compressor's gonna yeah. save yes. me, or this is gonna fix. He hits everything with precision, which is also why we had two fifty ones on on toms. Right, right, and right. And people are like, "You put twenty thousand dollar microphones on." They're yeah. like, "What if he hits them?" Like, he's good. He's not gonna hit. He's not gonna no, hit no, them. No. Yeah. It's Bro's like when a golfer hit hits between life. all the people. Right. Sure, yeah. Like, right. And all the people are standing there. Like, he's a pro. You got to think about yeah. it. These guys, when they and I play golf, that's why I understand. And that's another thing too. Oh, I've nice. actually been able to excel pretty well at golf because I've taken the understanding of how we learn things. Sure. From being really good at one thing, I can understand that I'll never be that good right, as sure. these guys. That's why a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm going to be fucking good. Like, we're never going to be that good unless yeah. you dedicate you understand your this life at a to high it. level enough. Yeah, to because know you I won't. know what yeah. it took for me to get here. I'm yeah. never going to be able to right. golf that type That's, of thing. Yeah. It's funny. I say the same thing. Anytime someone's like, oh, are you a guitar player? Are you a bass player? Are you a drummer or whatever? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm a guitar owner. I'm a bass owner. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a drum I owner. I play guitar, but I, I'm not I a guitar player. I can play yeah. it, but I am the, like, because I respect the fact that those same people that, that yeah. um, have put their time into that thing yes. is what I've done with my own thing. 100%. And so when you respect that i i think that this is just an across the board anytime you get to an elite level of something where you are better yes. than 95 sure. percent of the people yeah you have more respect it, for you others have more respect. suddenly yeah. understand like with lewis like, with driving i'd be like how the fuck do you drive at 250 miles an hour right. like yeah and not lose your shit you yeah. know what i mean like but i understand i still want to, I want to know the answer he had to do that he had to <laughs> do that yeah he doesn't yeah. even know he had to do that since he was five years right. old he's been karting right crazy so he's been doing racing yeah, for right. his entire fucking life just yeah, like i've yeah. been doing music for my entire yeah once you're life. a master at something a master you, yeah. you understand what, what it takes what for it other takes. people to and, get and to high and levels it's much in their easier fields. for you to also learn other things because when you go into something knowing that everything that has to do with being successful is about not overcomplicating shit. Right. You understand that when you're when you're golfing, it's best not to think about anything. It's best not to like focus or anything. It's right. just hit the fucking ball. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you'll yeah. actually do better kind of like when you're recording and you're thinking about shit or if someone asked you right now, what's the quick key to this? You'd probably be like, uh, but, but your but, hand but always your hand goes because, to it. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. I could, because it's when I'm recording, I don't even look it. at the keyboard and I'm talking like, playlisting which right. is like control backslash yeah all of that would happen without me looking at the sure, yeah, screen yeah. i just knew exactly where the I, button was yeah I, i've for told some this reason. story before but i did a session on acid one time because i and i had to shut the screen off because i couldn't look at yeah because your eyes much. are like your eyes but i like could this. still function oh, i did a so whole good. session almost that's without insane. ever will's hanging blankets screen. over screens yeah because it was just too much to look at but i could still do everything because it's all instinct i knew exactly you know i was like i can punch to certain spots i can do whatever i need to do i can think like oh you know like like you were saying before about uh you know an eight eight bar verse a 16 bar verse right. or whatever i know where i'm gonna be at right whenever we get to the end of the pre i know i had two bars up front 
for an open space right. in case he wanted to do shit. So I started at bar three. So I know that the intro is four bars, right. the verse is 16 bars. So now I got to be at, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, you can and do I've all the math quick instantly. Math. Yeah, yeah. Been, do all wow. the math You actually instantly. need to be pretty decent at math to be able to quickly understand the eight bar and then also it's, when it's when the tempo's 150 that eight bar is really four bars four so bars. you have sure. to understand yeah, yeah. like double, double time, time. So, double yeah. time. so yeah. like all those things are like calculations that are all i sometimes i feel like chat gbt because my yeah. brain sure and i don't know just if you know, running like, numbers when in you're real recording time. sometimes you find your brain moving faster than you oh yeah absolutely and you're just like to the point where like the computer will stutter sometimes like it'll yeah. it'll not even yeah. respond correctly Can't because you're moving so fast. You're like three keystrokes ahead. I, yeah. I mean, sometimes when I have an assistant uh, like that is recording for me and I'm just like dictating the stuff to do, yeah. I find myself reaching over top of them because it takes me longer to explain than or it does say to than to just than do, than it. To just yeah. do it. Yeah, 100%. You know? And I think uh, what you hit on before is really important because there's like this whole thing. People always, I, I, I cannot stress enough for people. Always like the thing that made me good that really like all the other like, you know, parts of it, it became instinctual to do things yes. like I didn't have to think about it. My brain is already thinking about all the things, all the danger zones, all the like yeah. things I need to worry about, everything that I could, whether this singer is going to be super, super loud and I got to like yeah. worry about their level the whole time or whatever. My brain is always doing that in every move because there's no substitute for just doing this sure yeah thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands yeah. of times well, we've There's talked about no every session different you're calculating different things in yeah. real time you're like right. a computer yeah it's like yeah. and when somebody asked me like what's your favorite microphone for this or what's your favorite this it's like bro there is so many follow-up questions that yeah. i could have so yeah. many factors like yeah. what's your favorite microphone is it a male or a female is right. it rapper is it singing right yeah who's what? the artist because i need to know what type of voice it like what room so are we more yeah. what room are we yeah. in? even even when somebody just says a low voice it's like well yeah is it a low like smooth voice like yes. is it a low baritone thing or is it like a barry white thing right or is it gritty and low right. like you know yeah. is it is it like a jaw rule thing you know, where he's got all that, about, you know i was when i was growing up i'd always think about like people that called themselves audiophiles you know like the yeah. people that had the crazy systems right, in their house. right yeah and then i think about it like we're like gods to audiophiles at this right. point sure. because yeah. they're we're curating their work cu yeah. i went right past audiophile and i yeah. went yeah. right to the guy who yeah. then curates the stuff for the yeah audiophile. i'm feeding like, the audio like files. the audiophile is gonna know like yeah i got this onyx system or something in my house and it's yeah. like to listen yeah, to your to work to listen to yeah. this shit yeah. but it's like when you see what goes into that like eqing something and like they're yeah. eqing on like a Parametric is that what it's called? Parametric yeah. EQ, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Hey, uh, see, I don't even one. know. Yeah. I don't even fucking know. Dude, what I said them backwards yeah. for. 13 years. <laughs> this is one of our running gags about it because... But you put it in front of me, I know how to fucking use yes, it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I right. don't graphic know. It's graphic. Is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Parametric. Well, no, yeah. it's... Parametric it, is they the, seem like they should be the other way. That's what yeah. I say. I, so. I always laugh that it's the Tropic Thunder quote where he's like, where he's like, what kind of gun is that? And he's like, I don't know what it's called. I just know the sound it makes yeah, and yeah. it takes it. That's how I That's think about exactly everything. That's exactly how it is. I don't know what the fuck it's called, man. I just know how to use it. And to be honest, those guys know about more how to plug all their shit in. Like, I don't even they love it. Dude, I'd I just rather someone just do it once, right? Because once I put that cabinet back, I do not want to pull it back <laughs> out. That's fucking That's why you pay someone. I, I just looked at the clock. I have to yeah. get my kids from school yep. soon. I got to yeah, go too because I got to go to a baby We should studio. wrap up. So Dude, let's, let's, um, let's, let's finish out uh, uh, strong here. Uh, where First off, uh, where can people find you? Uh, what are you working on that you're exactly, hyped on? Exactly, yeah. You wanna, Hype yourself you up. What, you, what are you on right and, now? And tell us, uh, tell us the, the future. All right, so... You can find me at at T-E-E-Z-I-O. T -E -E -Z -I -O. Um, stuff I'm working on right now is Offset's album, which should be coming out 
Who? October offset. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> is he somebody? I don't know. Never heard and of then him. Uh, work, started working on Chris Brown's album, mixing it. And then um, I just finished this thing called Rap Shit for Netflix. So I did the soundtrack. Nice. So no I've way. been doing Kill like every and, and I get my breaks here and there for like a day or two, and then the workload just pops up sure. again. Great problem. So I'm to just have. doing a yeah. bunch of shit. Um, I have an artist that I recently signed called Krush. Who, um, when I signed him, he had like a, a million monthly listeners already on Spotify. So I, I wanted to get someone that had a platform already because right. being on this side, we know how hard it is to get yeah. someone to go labels, from, real. from zero labels to... Labels are not yeah. signing artists. They're signing platforms. They're signing yes, audiences. Because yeah, they're signing, it's, it's you know. so much of a risk to just know that someone has talent, but yeah. they have nothing, nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like trying to hire an engineer where you're like, yes, you can cut a vocal, but can you... Cut the drums and do all the shit extra right. yeah. shit that I need you to do. Right. Yeah, if and it's not, not there, piss it's off my girlfriend. Yes, you Absolutely. know what I mean. So it's the same thing. Labels don't want to hire or don't sign just anyone because talent is not enough. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, you and have to go will. above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for an artist, it's having the platform, yeah. having people fuck with them already. That's yeah. what going above and beyond for real for a label to to sign yeah. something. Yeah. What's his name or their name? Krush, C R O O S. What kind of music? It's kind of like no, no, no. It's actually because I'm kind of getting out of rap is really starting to. It's on its, it's yeah. It's, it's on, on its it, way out. Um, it's definitely. I mean, we saw it just like now. Pop, it's like the pop, first pop uh, rock, folky pop rock. Interesting. Right. Yeah, okay. It's really dope. dope. It's yeah. like a mix between like fucking uh, like Frank Ocean and and Frank Ocean being at the most like eclectic, right? And then more like uh, like fucking what's his name? Oh, I can't think of this singer's name. Fuck, I can't think of a single. Interesting. Name I always get fucking. I look for. I'll look him up. Yeah, uh, look him up. Um, we don't believe rap is on its way out. By the way, I do. Not, I not totally do. Do you really? Yeah. I do oh, too. Culture oh, yeah, one hundred. I know it's running itself into the ground no, in certain yeah, ways, just, but okay, on its okay, way that's out. Exactly maybe, it. maybe what you're saying is right. I would Maybe I'm too white, but I wouldn't yes. say. But what I'm saying is this: Yes, there are a lot of rappers. If you are not Drake, if you are not Kanye, if you are not fucking any of those major major artists sure, that are selling sure. like uzi and stuff right. that are selling 100k plus right yeah if you're putting out an album and at my level with what i charge and with producers at what they charge right. if you put out an album and it sells twenty thousand copies right first week that's a, and you're a decently big artist that's really bad yeah right? because yeah. they just paid 15 grand a track they just paid thirty five hundred dollars a mix yeah they just paid yeah there's for no colin leonard a thousand dollars a song to yeah. mix like that's a huge investment, like 20K, like you guys, and what about the marketing and the lawyers yeah. and all the other shit that comes outside of the music stuff? Yeah. So what I'm seeing is that all of these new rappers, they, they may be popular, they may be big culturally, whatever, yeah. but they're not pushing 100 million stream songs, right? yeah. unless yeah, yeah, you're yeah. oozing. And if you're not pushing 100 million stream songs, me as the mixer, when I have a point, for it me to really anything, see yeah. money, I have to first recoup the four grand you paid me for the mix, 1%, sure, I have to sure. recoup that. So what is... 4,000, what is, like, that has to be, that's 1% of what, right? So that's 400,000. Yeah. So a record would have to sell 400,000 copies, sell. To be viable, jeez. For me to recoup the four grand fee for then for me to see a dollar yeah. after that. Right? Yeah. So you're talking about for me to see four grand, I would, they would have to sell almost a million copies of yeah. a song. Yeah. Sell, not stream. Yeah. Stream would be yeah, stream 100 million, pretty, 200 yeah. million. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. To and sell a million. Copies. It's definitely, um, and, and this is just the, this is just the, um, the, the phase that music always it's, goes yeah, in. Yeah. But is heavily in rap right it's, now. Yeah. It's what it is. It's, it was last year was probably the last year of like 
like labels are looking for rappers and they want to push that shit because they're already seeing like, hey, we we have saturated the market. Yes. We saturated yeah. it. Like honestly, do you know how many artists recently have said to me, like, man, I just don't I don't even want an eight oh eight in this song. Like I'm so sick it's of eight oh eight. It's like yeah, yeah. sure. Even so if yeah. it's like, they're changing. I think that I think that it as it always does, like we're just shifting right now because this year I think I think Nikki just had the first number one or somebody somebody just had the first number one yeah. rap song on Billboard yeah. for the year well, so it's like oh we, yeah, yeah, yeah we haven't even had a rap song i wasn't thinking one spot no yeah year. all this makes sense and we're it done is with a creative year. pendulum yeah. that swings to i wasn't thinking the business side at all right. so that's a, that's an interesting thing i don't produce rap i'm not in the rap lane at right. all uh, um, but i was surprised to hear it. that makes so, sense though makes so sense. last last thing all right somebody who's never heard of you and like doesn't know what thing are you most proud of that if somebody was like like Hey man, you know what? Uh, how? Where can I hear your shit? What thing have you done that you feel like encapsulates you? Yeah, it represents you. Mixer, really well. tracking, whatever it is. Like, where? What? What's the thing that? Someone I mean, should for go tracking, I would definitely say Chris. Right. That's definitely a pinnacle. Like, he's probably. I wouldn't say the most difficult artist to work with because he's quite easy to work with. But level and speed, it takes a different right. sure. animal yeah. to be able right. to keep up with him because yeah. he's that good. Um, and then as far as mixing, to be honest, like. I've had two number one records, and I feel like Industry Baby is a record. Congrats, incredible! Is nice. Probably, I, I think had was the most streamed record in one of the years. I think last year or this right. year it was like the most streamed Jeez. record. Yeah. So, for me, that's where I would be like to hear a record that I think anyone could have heard in the world. It would sure. probably be that. I record. still run to that song. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's what I would say is like if it's someone nice. like randomly, how would yeah. you have heard? I would say that like it's, yeah. it's one of those records where it's like even above first class and above players for Coil Array, like it was pushing insane. Sure. Numbers. Right. Yeah. You know, it went number one. If I'm not mistaken, it went number one twice, but I might be tripping. Crazy. Or maybe that was first class. But yeah, it's Dope. that's that's where you would what I would awesome. push the TZO. Thank you, man, guys. Yeah, Check out thanks TZO. so much for joining us. It's been fun, us. man. So fun. Yeah, it was a great thanks time. for just BSing right. with us for a little while. You guys got to come by the studio, too, in the, in the Yeah, we'll yeah I want to see the house. All right, y'all. Uh, this, this has been a podcast. This has been a podcast. This has been my favorite <laughs> outro.